Welcome to the Mortal Realms, an Age of Sigmar story phase. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the gnaw holes this episode are... My name is Paul and I'm going to channel James Cagney. I'm going to say, you dirty yellow-bellied rat. Uh, I'm Aaron and uh, no disrespect, but doesn't Splinter sound like a Skaven name? <laughs> and this is Eric with your Hickory Dickory Dock aiming at you with a warp lock. And whatever. In this episode, <laughs> we cover help. the lore of the Skaven Battle Tome. Get ready to hear a whole lot of nefarious ambition, never-ending paranoia, near-constant betrayal, and using extra words when just one would suffice. And then, we have time. We'll talk about them rats. <laughs> How you doing tonight, gentlemen? I, I laughed at my own joke. I probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I should I read them before. I, I should read it before I read them. I, I always prefer you don't. Actually, <laughs> I feel like somebody needs to get stabbed in the back now. Uh, like even before we start talking ooh, about ooh, stuff. Me. Oh, okay. Dibs. There you go. I got a volunteer. Uh, anything for radio? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what you guys been up to? Uh, not a whole bunch. Reading the Skaven Battle Tome for stars. Weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, drooling over what little information, not little, medium of information we've been getting about the AOS RPG. Yeah. Not that that's driven any sort of action items necessarily, but like just reading about it. <laughs> yeah. Not a, not a single action item. Not a single action item nothing, at all. Nothing. Nothing written. Nothing written. Nothing, nothing chatted cons- about. Nothing considered. Uh, no words put to pages. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, uh, not a whole bunch. I think last time we chatted, I feel like I maybe played a game or two. But beyond that, not pretty pretty standard. Yeah. How about you, Paul? I have been working on the lore for Jibbering Dome. Working on the design for some new terrain pieces. Had a good time talking about that in the last campaign phase mm-hmm. about a week ago. Yep. And I worked on it even worse since then, so I've got more stuff done, so... Yeah, just just working, getting ready for Adepticon. Nice. Awesome. How about you? I'm also getting ready for Adepticon. What? I'm working on my Tale of Four Warlords, Eighth Wonder of Gur. I'm trying to finish that up. Got a thousand points. Most all of it's um, except for my uh, frigate. I'm saving it for last. Watch your language. Oh. Oh, hey. Is this family friendly? Yeah. Uh, Censored. Frigate. 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 (laughs) Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. That should be the sensor sound. Is just you going lightning bolt? <laughs> not, not, not a lightning bolt. Me going lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> They're going, oh crap! That was three seconds too late. How the lightning bolt? <laughs> Fn lightning bolt. <laughs> Oops. Wait. Oh, missed it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> anyway, lightning bolt. Uh, so I'm working on. Uh, I've got base coats. I'm working, finishing highlights, and then I get to work and finish up uh, the the frigate. And I am pretty pumped because I, I went through some mental block. Was able to kind of clear through it, figure out what I needed, figure out how I'm going to mount it, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm doing a lot of, I've got a lot of cotton on my fingers because I'm doing the cloud thing. I was wondering why your hands were so soft. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there's, it's cotton. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing that up in the next couple of weeks before we go. Other than that, it's just been a lot of chatting and talking and podcasting and that sort of stuff. So Excellent. That's where I like to see where your head's at. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we got a lot going on. Why don't we jump into the story phase? Say it. The story phase. Yes, thank you. Uh, in the story phase, we delve into the <laughs> stories, characters, creatures, and environments of the nine realms. Hey, guys. Uh, what? Oh, God, what's that sound? How, how did they penetrate my my impenetrable fortress? Nobody comes in here. Um, that sounds like a 
scratchy scratch of a, a rat man of some sort. We're here to talk about this game in Battletome. Or at least I am. I don't know about you guys. I'm just here to make jokes. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Wait, isn't that your job? I mean, whose, job, whose job is it actually to talk about I'm this stuff? It, I'm taking it easy tonight. No, man, I could tell. With those <laughs> soft hands. No, we're talking about this Skaven battle tome. Guys, mm. I, I feel like people have been waiting for this for a while. Um, Harken back to a couple years ago, like we got a little bit of taste in that Skaven Pestilence battle yeah. tome, but now we've got the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Um, a rat it was and interesting, not to get too far uh, into the latest Stormcast uh, with Pete Foley, a lot of things that we could talk about, so we're not going to go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes or rat holes. Rat holes, not holes. Um, but there was one thing he said about kind of this latest kind of pulling things together that makes a lot of sense in terms of uh, when AOS started, they kind of separated everything out, put it all on the table, and a lot of it is just kind of, I think, somewhat for them. You know, like we, you know, like when you pick take your models all out. Maybe you're setting them out on the table, and you're like, "Oh, what do I have? How did you know I did that? What do you, What do I want to work on?" And I, f- I feel like that separating into factions was Games Workshop doing that. Like, let's set all of our factions out on the table, see what sticks, see what people respond to, see what percolates, and see what the creative team kind of comes up with. And now, after a few years of letting those sit out, they're kind of sweeping a few together. Um, and so we weren't sure if we were going to get. You know, when Clan Pestilence came out with a book a few years back, we weren't sure if we were going to get a book, a battle tome for each of the clans. We'll talk about those a little bit, but you know, it's it's kind of cool. We get to we're swooping them back together. We're seeing what the characteristic of the of the the Skaven as a whole are in the in the Mortal Realms. And I was when when, the, when they announced the two battle tomes, Skaven and Carrion Kingdom, hmm. Flesh Eater Court. There you go. We were I think we all gravitated like we've we've heard. Uh, Flesh Eater Court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a really great new spin on that. What's What are they going to do with Skaven? Sure. So, definitely excited to get into the book. Definitely uh, had a lot of fun reading it. and Looking forward to talking about these these rats. Well, then, let's do it. Um, so, maybe we'll go in a, a different order than we usually do when we do these battle tome lore reviews. But let's start generally with, for those maybe who don't even know, like, what is a Skaven? What are we dealing with here? Uh, who... Uh, I guess what uh, it, it makes up th- this race? Like literally, what are they? What do you guys think? I would I would uh, summarize them as humanoid rats, a bipedal mm. uh, rats, a little bit shorter than a human. Not by much, if I understand correctly. Well, I think they're taller than you think. They're just hunched over all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a little Me bit too, of, um, and and I would say that's there's an interesting like. They think they're taller than they are, uh, but <laughs> me too, though. But they, uh, <laughs> but I, that hunching is a little bit about their insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's something about that posture that tells you a lot about the rest. It's hard to not take what you're saying personally right now. <laughs> I. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> I can tell. And into my soul and in my insecurities. There's um, some hostility in the room right now. Uh, the, the book describes them as a race of mutant rat men, which I, <clears throat> I, yeah, I hear someone take, a, take <clears throat> offense to that. Oh, I mean, it's uh, so nowhere in the book does it talk about them um, coming from formerly being humans, turning into, into rats. So in this lore, the mutant part doesn't make sense to me. I much rather like them as like a machination of their god. Sure. Well, and very sort of in contrast to the beastmen, which taken like a step back, they seem very similar in concept, right? These are animalistic, like humanoid creatures. Whereas the beastmen, oftentimes, maybe not all the time, but oftentimes, were mutated humans yep. into different animals. Yeah. Um, 
Which makes me wonder, could you be a beast man, but like your beast is the rat, but you wouldn't be a skaven? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a different question. What if your beast was a unicorn? Sure. Ooh. What if? Radicorn. My three-year-old would love it. <laughs> my two-year-old, or my three-year-old would love it too. She's three now, I guess. So these rat men, like, are they smart? Are they dumb? What's going on here? A little like, bit of everything, man, across the board. What do you think, Paul? Well, I think they're kind of a mixture of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, like I, I actually had this thought uh, earlier today that all races speak English. There is no different language in AOS right now. Um, Talked about that a little bit in AOS RPG. Yeah. So. Um, they are intelligent. They are not necessarily like brilliant, although I think it's definitely could be said that they have flashes of brilliance. So they have the range of stupidity and brilliance that is typical for pretty much every race. Uh, but they're definitely not just rats that are human size and do a lot of squeaking, whatever. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, they've got their. They do have an intelligence. They do have ambition. Um, the the thing that stood out to me. Um, and again, I mentioned it a little bit in their posture, but the book describes them of having this overabundance of confidence, this um, megalomania, this idea that every single one of them sees everyone above them, and they're they're they say, "I could do better." Um, a little bit like armchair quarterbacks, or um, you know, YouTube chat uh, comment sections. Mm. Um, so this this idea of of I mean they're they're internet trolls. Every single last one of them is like, I could do better. Um, and at the same time, that the flip of that is that they're absolutely insecure, always afraid for their lives that somebody's going to backstab them. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's almost like this cripplingness, this crippling uh, um, of them to be able to reach whatever intelligence. And so um, very much survival of the fittest. Um, enacted every single second of every single day mm-hmm. uh, in their society. One of my favorite quotes from the book is that he says that every single Skaven thinks that they are the chosen of the great horned rat. They just haven't made it to the point where they're powerful enough to like everybody else knows it. But everybody else is just like a piece of crap, just mm-hmm. waiting to be pulled out of the yeah. way so they could become the most powerful Skaven of all. Like every single one. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of them as highway drivers and that uh, anybody who's driving faster than you is a maniac, but anyone who's driving slower than you is just an idiot and doesn't know how to drive. Um, <laughs> same general principle. Are you saying that you're comparing them to the rat race? Uh, yeah. The whole Why are you looking race. at me this time? <laughs> Directly in front of me. <laughs> okay. um, uh, one thing that was, uh, what's the thing that kind of separates them that we haven't seen before that's a huge characteristic of this army? So, meaning we haven't seen this in any other army, this capability. Was that a question? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think uh, when we're dealing with rat men, it's sort of a characteristic of rats that like, we all know is generally that they can get in anywhere. They sort of permeate wherever their environments are, whether they're in a city. I think they're out. You know, I, I've never, I don't spend times on farms, but I think they can infest a farm. They're, they're very much an infestation type of animal as far as we know. So, how does that translate into this like this race of, you know, fantasy rat men. And so what, what they do here is that they also sort of infest the mortal realms. They can get in anywhere. They're uh, places you wouldn't expect to be able to find them. Um, and they talk about there being more scaven in the mortal realms than there are sands, grains of sand in shy. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, there's 
crazy number of them and they get everywhere. And so a newer facet of that or an aspect of that is that they have these gnaw holes that allow them to permeate through the world. They're not reliant on uh, Rome gates at all. Instead, they end up digging these tunnels through a, a wide range of different means, and we'll talk about that a little later, um, to get everywhere and anywhere into the moral realms, whether from a, a like a, a spying perspective or, you know, get an infiltration perspective or from a, from a, a battle perspective or, you know, flanking perspective. So there's any number of reasons why they are getting into all sorts of places. I mean, even, mm-hmm. even the, the locked vaults of Azir are not exempt from their, you know, their sneaking into places. And so I think that uh, sort of facet if, permeates the, the race as a whole. And, and they would be absolutely unstoppable if they could aim those holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, but we'll, we'll probably, I mean, uh, that was, that's an interesting, um, kind of story in that the the gnaw holes don't operate like realm gates either if i'm gnawing from one realm to another realm i'm going that entire distance Mm -hmm. like (laughs) they're they're everywhere and they travel Mm -hmm. everywhere um in these uh these packs and these these care you know just Mm -hmm. waves of of and and what i imagine is that the skaven that start out that journey aren't the ones who end up end the journey uh, mm-hmm. but, um, and then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, those are some of the things that make them super unique to the, the other races that megalomania, the insecurity, and then this ability to gnaw mm-hmm. through reality. Well, and you hit up on a, a really salient point here, which is that the Skaven are not from the realm of life. They're not from the realm of death. They're from everywhere. They're like a living plague upon the realms. Um, which is a bit different from the other introductions we've had in the battle tomes. That's a cool idea. One of the other really interesting points is that they talk about, he specifically says there are billions of them. There Uh, are millions of clans. Trillions and trillions of them. In fact, like, which is the first time I think that we've like actually got a, even though it's a ridiculously large number, that's not descriptive. Like it's a ridiculously large amount. Instead of saying it's ridiculously large amount, they're like, he's like, Nope, there's trillions and trillions of these things. Now, I, I do think um, they talk about some of the clans being from certain places having characteristics mm-hmm. of those realms. So you could still fashion, uh, think of an army of, or a clan of of rats from a realm. Mm-hmm. But but that's not, none of the realms are their origins mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are everywhere. Hey, yeah. man, interesting word you chose to use right there. Origins? Origins, origins. yeah. Well, we've got these rats, like... Where did they come from? Which I think is what every person who's ever had like rats in their house like had said out loud. Like, where did these where? rats come from? Unless yeah. you're in first, New York. First of all, oh god, yeah. Okay. You know, first they, thought, ew, 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 and, and then, and then, oh, ironically, also what the Skaven think. Oh god, yeah. this, <laughs> this case, is a great horn rat. Oh, great. Hey, so the, you brought it up. Let me hear hear more about it. <laughs> so uh, the great horned rat uh, survived, brought survivors from the old world in his mouth. Sure. To the realms. It's my favorite place to keep survivors. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about the Great Horned Rat is that he's a bit like Sigmar, where you can have all these different aspects of him that are worshipped all over. Remind remind me who the Great Horned Rat is. So the Great Horned Rat is a god. He's a chaos god. Mm -hmm. uh, And he is the god of the Ratmen. As far as being a god of a thing, that's, I guess, not terrible. No. Exactly. Um, and he's worshipped in several different visions of who he is. Mm. Uh, the main 
divisions are going to be four different divisions based on the four clans, which we'll get into later. Uh, but it's interesting because Nurgle has his own way of being worshipped and Korn has his own way of being worshipped. But this is a chaos god who has four different ways of being worshipped and all of them are equal. Yeah, I mean, there's this is interesting too because when part of the origin story is that when uh, he spat them out, there weren't just four clans. Mm-hmm. There were many more. There was a couple other that uh, were mentioned. I remember one. Uh, we'll hear a story about a clan Ick, which was known for its ferocity. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think of an aspect of like um, more like orcs or like you know, f- you know, really fighty like, but like feral even. Um, and there's a number of other other clans that they talk about. Um, so I do. I would argue that that. The Great Horn Rat may have even more aspects than mm-hmm. those four clans, yep. um, and they get played out in different ways, uh, probably through the, you know, the sub clans, I guess, like that or, or that sort of thing. Um, the thing uh, we did get a question from from uh, one of our our listeners about kind of what makes the Horned Rat different or similar to the other gods. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, two 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 questions that are kind of along the same vein. So one of them came from uh, at Trim Hank. And he wanted to know how does the horned rat interact with the other chaos gods? Is that the 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 one you were referencing? Uh, that was so the that that one. And my take on that is it's very much like uh, every Skaven <laughs> interacts with everybody else. It's a sense of I'm better than all of those gods, um, uh, but th- but they don't recognize the power that I have, and they'll be sorry. Sure, you know. So there's this sense of. Um, of you know, um, I'm better than, but none of the other gods give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. It the time of day, um, uh, which is deeply demoralizing. I'm sure. I can only imagine. Um, what I, do you guys think? Just that, and, and a few other stories that we've read in the Black Library that like the the whether or not the gods themselves or the followers of their gods have, have outright dismissed Skaven. Like the fact that they realize that yes, they have been included into this chaos pantheon, but but not really though. Like our our gods, our Korn or or Zinch are really the true uh, gods of chaos. But however, I think from the Skaven's vantage point. Um, they think that they're maybe the only true uh, chaos mm. followers. That like the the horned rat is the only true um, you know embodiment of chaos. Which again is very similar to what like the beastmen think. So sure. they, they have a mm-hmm. lot of similarities in that regard. Yeah. Um, There's also an interesting point where the great horned rat does not have a chaos realm, at least not mentioned in this battle tome. Right. Corn has the realm of corn. Slanesh has the realm of Slanesh, but the great horned rat does not have a chaos realm. Uh, that's a different aspect of being a chaos god that we have not seen before. Sure. He's not necessarily shaped all that. Um, there is, uh, I do think that there's an, uh, more complexity to the, to the great horned rat. And I don't know if it's, I mean, certainly to some extent he shares characteristics with the other chaos gods in that, uh, it wants followers to worship him and to like do its bidding. Um, there's aspects of corn in the in like the disregard for life. Mm. There's aspects of of um, Nurgle in the like uh, they call it the decaying horde. 
Um, there's the aspects of Lords of Decay. Yeah, <laughs> there's aspects of Zinch about um, backstabbing and being uh, sneaky and uh, like betrayal. And, and magic too. Right? And magic, and there's aspects I suppose of Slanesh of just being like engorging yourself and and excess and all that. You know, just wanting more, 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 more. So there's all those different as- excess, you know, those aspects. But he embodies all of those, which is interesting um, from that point of view that he's not exactly like all those, but embodies all of those. Super interesting point I just thought of right now. Right? He's a chaos god. But he came to the realms before the realm the age of chaos. Mm-hmm. So he was around during the realm of myth. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and he didn't tell the chaos gods, "Hey, there are these eight mortal realms where all these people that you used to torture were." Though if he was I mean if it was any of the other chaos gods, they probably also wouldn't have told their brothers to like roll up either though. But, but I get your point though. It, it, like this is a big deal. Yeah, like they were very, very much. He was very well, much pre chaos or age of chaos. There's chaos. an element about Skaven that I think the other um, chaos gods don't have, and I think there's this element of selfishness that certainly everybody's like self motivated to a large, large degree. But I mean, like you know, Zinch might be the most selfish, um, but 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 the Skaven are like selfishness and self preservation are by far like the very first thing. Um, and it was interesting in their, in their sense of, they want the mortal realms to just be this desolate place. Mm. Uh, they, so they want to annihilate the mortal well, or they want to, um, destroy the mortal realms, but they, they hate the followers of, of the other chaos gods even more, I think, than seems like even more than mortals or the followers of the other gods, Mm -hmm. um, or it's. It's pretty close balance. Sure, yeah. They have no loyalty to their, you know, it's not faction, but grand alliance at the very least. Yeah. yeah. So did I hit on uh, Brent Buckland's question? That was the other question. That. Yep, exactly. So I think you did. Um, what, what does he represent? Um, what emotion does he represent? Yeah, yeah. and I like the idea that he represents all the chaos emotions in, in, in a sense. And it's interesting in that, like, uh, for the other chaos gods, like, the more that emotion sort of exists in, I'll say, humans or, you know, or any of the mortal races, like, it makes them more and more powerful. Whereas, I mean, I guess the, the Horned Rat has all of his Skaven followers, and they themselves are probably what makes him the most powerful. Like, he doesn't need it uh, in, in a human or a, or a Dwarden or something like that. Like, it's just his rat followers or, or generate the emotions that probably give him his strength. It's my guess. It's not explicitly said, but you would think that that would do a, a fair bit to boost your power or your yeah. ego at the very least. Yeah. I mean, I would describe, like, what the Horned Rat represents, what the Skaven represent, is, like, chutzpah, <laughs> right? Like, they just got, like, this swagger and this, like... I know everything that's going on. So you right up until to, the moment they don't. You haven't smelled the uh, musk of fear. Then is what you're trying to tell me. Well, right up until the moment they don't. Oh, at which sure. point you smell the musk of fear. <laughs> but like it, that, that very much is just like this bravado. This and I can do anything. Hmm. Like literally anything. And then I die. Oh well, I don't care now. Right? I can do anything up until the point that I can't, and then I don't care. I mean, this is, I don't want to go too deep into this, but like other chaos gods, like when, if you're a follower of that chaos god, like it gets your, they get your soul at the end of the day. day. Does the great horned rat get like the skaven souls when they die? These aren't demons, right? This is a chaos god that doesn't have uh, everything the, as demons. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, right? the chaos gods don't either. They have demons. Um, and so, so, I mean, so correction, great horned rat has vermin lord, which are demons. Yeah. But that's but a very small, yeah. Their followers so, are all mortal. All the chaos gods have mortal followers. Yeah. But there's no unaligned 
Skaven, right? There's no order Skaven. There's no destruction no, Skaven. No, his question is whether or not uh, they collect souls. So all the other chaos gods fight mm-hmm. for the souls of their followers, yeah, which are mortal, yeah. And so there is that comparison. Are the are the Skaven rat men? Mm-hmm. Do they have souls? When they die, does their soul go to? Um, to me, they feel much more like a reprocessed flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, the, I mean, like some of the other chaos gods too. I mean the. The great horned rat wants to see his uh, children destroy each other, eat each other, fight, kill each other mm-hmm. to, again, survival of the fittest, have the best, smartest, um, greatest one survive at the top. But again, he has no realm. So even if he did get these souls, where would these souls go? In his mouth. That's where he keeps everything, apparently. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't know if if there's any lore so far that says that that's where souls go. That well, they go to realms, is it? Yeah. The if you read um, Shadespire, it talks about how Shadespire is outside of the realms. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in the realms for the soul to find its way to the underworld. You have to be in the realm, and th- because the Skaven are in all the realms, they could find their afterlife. But their afterlife is not in the realm of chaos, like the other chaos gods. So, Which, so where do they go? Like. So where does the chaos god, the other chaos gods, when they take souls, where do they go? Uh, they go to their the realm of chaos. Inter- interesting. So then I, I think this is a mystery that we we ha- can't solve in this book. It's not it's not told. Well, there's a possibility of one place that they might go that we're going to get to of, in a minute. Of course, there is. Um, well, of course, this is speculation. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, if there was a race to describe the way that I talk about things, it would definitely be the Skaven. I mean, like. <laughs> How many different theories at bravado sure. could you come up with? Right? Uh, so instead of focusing on where their souls go or where their oh. souls dwell, let's think about where where they dwell when they're living in in when they're alive. Mm-hmm. Where, where do they? Where do these skavens spend their time? Does anybody know? Blight City. Blight City. Blight City. Blight City. We built this city. <laughs> we built oh, this city on warp stone. You're missing some nice. epic dance like moves that. over here. It is really epic. I appreciate it that everyone got into song somehow. <laughs> I feel like if you have Skaven like marching through their gnaw holes, there's some epic like one million bottles of beer on the wall, <laughs> million bottles of beer. The rats go marching one by one. Hurrah. There we go. Hurrah. Delightful. Man, guys, if and if you audience, if you if you want to hear more of these songs, please buy our compilation CD for only nineteen ninety five. Check out our SoundCloud. <laughs> so Blight City, as you were saying, mm-hmm. is a city built on warp stone. True. All of the a clans uh, live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Skaven kind of center there. That's where um, the power uh, sources are. So even if the clans are spread all over the realms, kind of the head of the topmost clan of you know whatever um, is going to reside there. Um, mm-hmm. And there's factories and and uh, you know slave pits and slave pits, and they build on top. It's it's like a free for all of building things. Mm-hmm. They build on top of other buildings until the bottom ones collapse, and then they build on top of that. There's not safety code. Mm-hmm. There's not no. Yeah. Uh, um, no. O- Osha doesn't have any. There's no health and safety. Here. There's no yellow jackets. There's no hard hats. Uh, but there's just there's enough of them that they can they can live that way, kill millions or thousands at a time. You know, just poof, they're gone, and they're still just carry on. Carry I think on, you were spot on. on with the millions, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's an amazing picture in the battle tome of of I think it's a Blight City, which just shows this like crazy construction of everything, and like roads are crooked and 
buildings are crooked and it just kind of all exists. I was gonna, it, like I, is amazing. I was gonna say that's the least of their concerns of their roads being crooked. Like my yeah. roads are crooked. Like I don't need to. <laughs> like that. Well, you know, that in, you know, in Europe, you go and it's like uh, roads like, might be slanted or or buildings be might be. Be careful what you little, say. I think we it's have because rats have eaten underneath all of. When Europe. I said be careful, that wasn't being careful. And this is <laughs> this is Eric speaking here. By the way, I mean the. The the earth below the crust is made of cheese, and the rats have eaten it all. And all right, I'm so, what he, I'm saying is Eric's that, views do not represent the views of the absolutely the not. <laughs> but what I mean is that there's a, a, I mean tons of you know old buildings you get you know tilting and slanting etc. This is yeah. I mean, I can't imagine they, there's a single straight surface in all of Blight City. I bet you stick a level there and it's like, dang it. Uh, no, it's not. And you set, set the level down, it flies up, hits you in the face. Like, that's how, how bad it is there. Yeah. Imagine you built a house on stilts and then you built 15 houses on top of that, yeah. right? And then you built an entire city. And then stilts all on those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I should have said 13 houses on also top of that. Also, like but. building Legos with my toddler. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I, I don't disagree. That's a great. So. Uh, in because it's a center of power, uh-huh. um, then uh, now we can talk about the Council of Thirteen. Hey, Paul, it sounded like you wanted to talk about the Council of Thirteen. Paul, yeah. tell me about the Council of Thirteen. Uh, so the Council of Thirteen are the six major clans, right? So we got six of them. We got Master Clan, right? We got Verminus, we got Eshin, we got Scryer, we got Pestilence, we got Mulder, right? That sounds right. So we're gonna talk about those later. Sure, but. This is an important point because there's two seats for each, and then there's also the 13th seat for the Horned Rat himself. Uh, wait, so hold up. So it's not always two seats for each. Like nope. Each of those seats are constantly being vied I mean, for. In a perfect world, well, they sure. would all have two seats. Yeah, and Skaven yeah. are known for their perfection and their, oh, their symmetry. That's <coughs> yeah, sure. their straight roads. Mm-hmm. There's very few times in which there's balance. I, yeah. And, uh, and there's a specific <laughs> person that helps them out with that. Who helps him out with balance? Screech. 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 Uh, like, you mean like the guy from Saved by the by Bell? The bell yeah. <laughs> Did he get arrested? What's going on here? Yep. The Vermin Lord used to be cool in the 80s. <laughs> uh, oh. so, but we'll t- so each of the clans, uh, the f- actually five of the clans, uh, excluding the Master Clan, have one seat on there. Hmm. And then the remainders of, of the seats are vied over by sub-clans. And, uh, you know, there could be more than one. Uh, Scryer clan on the on the council, uh, Scryer clan master on the council. But then there's also uh, the Graciers kind of fight for additional spots too. Sure, yeah, yeah. and yeah. So there's a lot of them. I, th- I feel like we threw out a lot of different terms right there, mm-hmm. and each of those we're going to talk about in, in their yeah, due time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but the, suffice it to say that this is a council of, of leadership for the Skaven for as much as Skaven can be led um, or. Is it right? Oh, I, well, I mean that's true. Paul, here's a question for you. Yeah. Growing up, did you ever like have Thanksgiving di- dinner and then you leave a spot for Jesus? <laughs> no, <laughs> you didn't. I don't know. I've, I've been at a few dinners where I leave a spot for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a- so, all right. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's just a, this. What I like about it is that there's a sense of uh, leaving this space. Kind of fits into some of of of. Uh, I don't know. It's that idea of reverence. Mm-hmm. There's an absolute fear for the great horned rat. Mm-hmm. Everyone, th- like you said, thinks they're chosen. The first seat and the twelfth seat are the most important because, in a circle, those are the two that are mm-hmm. um, next to the great horned rat on the left and the right. So there's some, uh, you know, positioning and that sort of stuff. Um, now going back out to Blight City, there's thirteen towers mm-hmm. in Blight mm-hmm. City. One for each of the 
seats. I would imagine that when somebody takes a seat, they take over a tower. Yeah, a sweet tower. Um, yeah. Cool thing about that is that the towers are, I'm imagining them being, um, well, they talk about them being trapped and labyrinths and like guarded and tons of things that try, they spend as much time trying to protect themselves as they think about trying to overthrow somebody else. And the towers are each too far for a Giselle uh, bullet yeah. to, to shoot. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you can't just assassinate somebody from one tower to the next. Well, I mean, you could, but you have to be a little bit more creative than just shooting a Giselle at them. Well, that's, what, I mean, that's specifically what they talk about is that they're too far apart for them to just, un, like, murder some, or assassinate somebody from that distance. But at the same time, they need to be able to, they need to, be able to communicate between those two towers. Yeah. So they have to invent <laughs> different, like, far speech, like, Far tools. speakers? Yeah, far speakers. And <laughs> Ampla, what is that? Yeah, so they have uh, they have little uh, intercoms or something like that, uh, and then the thirteenth tower is obviously the Great Horned Rat, um, and behind that tower, so each of them kind of has their big throne room. Each of them is a little bit different how they decorate it and how they kind of put it together. Um, and the thirteenth one, the Great Horned Rat, has a giant gnaw hole mm-hmm. that just stays now. Now, there's an interesting point here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the throne itself is made out of warp stone. Mm-hmm. We talked about warp stone twice, right? But I don't know what it is, Paul. Well, warp stone is the coalesced dark magic of the realms, right? It's not from the realm of life. It's not from the realm of death. It is dark magic. And it's coalesced. And when it coalesced, it coalesces, it coalesces into rock. And so this dark magic is what all of Blight City, that's the bedrock of the city, and then we have this throne that is made of literally just all this dark magic with this this uh, well, knot hole behind let's it. Let's define dark magic because that's also not a term that's ever been uttered in the mortal mm-hmm. realms. Um, and that's magic that's been tainted by chaos. That's correct. So it's it's corrupted magic. But I know you said the word. Again. I know the word. You said the word coalescence a long mm-hmm. time ago. But I just wanted to make the joke that like, oh, do you know a thing or two about coalescence? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Now keep going. That's all I needed to get out. Yeah. But there's an interesting thing there, right? Like this is made magic tainted by chaos, mm-hmm. but it's not magic of chaos, right? It's not Zinch magic. It's not Slanesh magic. It is not Nurgle magic. It is magic tainted by chaos. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? So this could be the magic of the Horn Rat. Like that's that would have been a great MacGuffin for what this stuff is. But that's not what it is. No, yeah. Yeah. It, it almost seems like it's independent of the like the rats as a whole. Now, granted, like you're not gonna for the most part, you're not gonna hear anybody else really using it because mm-hmm. no one's dumb enough to to make use of this stone. For what the you most mean, part. like a chill wind or something like that? Yeah, well, I mean that's my favorite type of wind. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but it's it's only the skaven that are ever making use of this, even though it's not necessarily inherently a skaven like uh, tool per yeah. se. Well, I think the the warp stone, the gnaw holes, all that stuff is just like. Nobody's dumb enough to do that. No. Yeah, like well, the, re- the reason nobody else has gnaw holes is because it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything would escape and went in, it would die. Well, yeah. So yeah, and so uh, the particular gnaw hole behind the um, the thirteenth tower is warded, booby trapped, all this kind of stuff. And every once in a while, every once in a while, screech. Is it vermin tail or vermin king? Vermin vermin. How, how dare king. you! Sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And so he pops through, commands, you know, or, or kind of co, you know, brings everybody together. Sometimes pits them if there's probably if there's too much settling and, and balance, he pits them against each other, uh, and they make a quick note in saying is that sometimes they've been deceived. 
Sometimes. So it's not, you know, possibly that not it's it's not even uh, Screech that's been the one who's shown up or sure. appeared. So, well, and what is behind, right? Where is Screech going to? Oh, what? If you go back into that knot hole, what uh, is there? There is a Council of Thirteen of Vermin Lords. Wait, you already said there was thirteen. There was already a Council of Thirteen. What are you talking about? This is, this the, is sh- the real, the Shadow Council. Shadow. What? That's Tell me about thing. it. Explain it to me. So, in excruciating detail, Vermin Lords are rat demons. Mm. So these are the demons of the chaos god as rats, and they are immensely powerful of their own volition. They are the embodiment of the horned rat's will. Do we think they're greater demons? Would you classify them as such? That, that'd be a fair thing to say. Sure. Yeah. But, you know what? No, Screech is not an embodiment of the horned rat's will. Did you know what? this? I didn't Did you know, know this? this? You, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Have you guys heard this? Have you so, heard this? Well, I want to talk a little bit about who Screech is, okay. right? This might be an appropriate time. Screech is actually the 12 members of the most corrupt, the most devious, the most evil Council of 13 in history. Which is for Skaven, that's saying something. Yeah, exactly. And they were so corrupt, so evil, and just so duplicitous that apparently even the Horned Rat himself was like, guys, uh, you might be trying to take over what I am, and we got a problem. So what the Horned Rat did was he shoved the entire Council into a sub-realm into a metaphysical prison, I believe is what he said. And he just left him there for like a millennia. He's like, you guys, you guys just chill out, right? Like Zod from Time Superman. Out. That's basically what happened. And then he was like, okay, you guys are still cool. Like, I mean, like, you're just like super duplicitous and like terrible and everything. But that's, like, a direct, that's a direct quote from the book, But seriously, actually, you're yeah. still pretty cool. And so he pulled them out. But lo and behold, there were not 12 rats. There was one vermin lord. That was the embodiment of all 12, and this that sounds, is himself, Screech. This sounds like a real thing and not something he tells people. This <laughs> 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 is absolutely a Skaven tale. Huh? What? Uh, yeah, no, no hair on that, too. Um, but what's, what's also interesting about the Shadow, and, and it's you know in their name that they're Shadows, is that they have their schemes, they have their, their machinations, but except for the Warbringers, who actively go out on battlefields the most, who you see the most... Mm. They don't want to tell their followers what they want them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be direct. So they talk to Gracieers in their visions mm-hmm. and they um, do stuff t- like over here to make, you know, it, I imagine if you like, you throw down um, uh, a rat bomb, right? <laughs> and the rats scurry. You do something over here so that they scurry that way and mess up a bunch of stuff over here so that like they just like complication mm-hmm. they like complexity sounds like my actual boss yeah yeah so <laughs> libel let me remind you about <laughs> Are we that? <laughs> becky i'm just kidding i don't mean that um, don't fire me so that's an interesting the way they work mm-hmm. is also in shadows and not direct yeah well and it talks about how when they think something right they're like i want this guy to do this thing the rat just thinks that that's their thought Right, it's not like they're like whispering and is like, "Oh, that's a good idea." It's like, nope. He literally whispers into his mind, and the rat's like, "That's my idea." Though it's thinking about Skaven, idea. Skaven, if you told them an idea directly, they'd probably be like, "Nah, that's, that, my, that's idea. my idea." Yeah. I am so smart. Also, they'd stab you in the neck after you told them too. <laughs> well, if you're not there to deny it, then yeah. it is their idea. Totally exactly. Idea. You just fell on a knife seventeen times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's totally fine. All right. So, but the interesting thing here is that the Shadow Council is in this sub realm, right? Mm-hmm. And who exists in the sub realm? Demons. 
So where do the souls of Skaven go when they die? Oh my god, I thought we were done with Perhaps this. they go to the sub-realm oh. where these demons manifest sure. and work their... So did you just argue that they don't go anywhere before? Well, I'm just so saying, I, you we don't say know they where go they go somewhere go. now. What Maybe. a reveal. I feel like you just had a conversation with yourself. What did I win? <laughs> you won. Yay! So let's talk about the different clans. Let's do it. Yeah, I feel like we've, we've mentioned the names. We mentioned we've thrown them, them around All right, quite favorite a clan, Aaron, go. Uh, Eshin. Oh, my gosh, which yeah, is not even the cool. one you want to lead with, but that's, that's still my favorite. Um, so tell me, where is Eshin from? I have no idea. I mean, it's a loaded go. question. <laughs> Let him talk about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, exactly. So, Quit leading him into your traps. <laughs> Here's the deal. I feel like Eshin should be talked about later, but since I'm ta- since you asked me, I'll, I'll get into it. So Eshin right now is, or always, is um, the, the assassin clan, right? So if you, if you ever see, or if you ever think of Skaven who are particularly sneaky, or they're, they're, they're killing folks without leaving a trace, or if they are leaving a trace, it's they're leaving their calling cards, you know who did it. Um, they are the... Uh, the clan that worships the great horn rat in his sort of his assassin aspect, his his you know his murder in the night type aspect. Um, unfortunately, for the coolest clan out there, they are probably also the the clan with the like the most limited range in terms of like the models you get to play with. They've got their gutter runners, they got their night runners, they've got the the vermin lord deceiver and the assassins. And yeah, and the assassin which is the hero character. Um, plus, they've got the Deathbringer. death death runner. Death is he in the book? No, he's not in the book, but I mean, he's still got the Eshin tag um, or uh, keyword. Um, so, but, but I think those guys are the, the most interesting, and it bummed me out that they aren't—they weren't necessarily, at least from a model perspective, weren't expanded in the game. Which obviously we'll talk about a little bit later. Did you actually look and see if they're in the book? They're not. Oh, who are you talking to? Yes, I definitely checked to see if they're in the book, and yeah. they are not there. So um, they don't have the Eshin keyword anymore. Well, no, they have the Eshin key, clan Eshin keyword, not like clans Eshin keyword or something yeah, like so. that. Well, just, sorry, not you, to interrupt, but that's no. the same thing with Scuttlings, where they had the Grot keyword, and they don't, they're not in the book anymore, so Correct. you can't use them. Same deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you want to find out more about those keywords, you can go to themoralrealms.com slash, like, war scrolls. Slash, like, the best database ever. I'll put it in the show notes, I guess. I probably won't. I'm going to forget I talked about this. Um, but that is the coolest clan. So, uh, it's how they interact with the other clans is that, by no means... Are they meek or anything like that? Um, but the fact that they aren't necessarily as concerned with like power or control over the rest of the clans per se, like I'm sure there are some who do, but they very much are, are hired out um, either A, as, as other clans' assassins, or B, they're, they they're sort of stick to their own devices um, and, and have their own motivations in terms of who needs to be, I'll just say, assassinated, because for the yeah. most part, that's all they end up doing. Um, so whenever you hear about like Skaven being in places they shouldn't be or getting information they shouldn't have, oftentimes that's clans, uh, clans Eshin. So I think those guys are the coolest. And they they so, had an interesting thing about when they were on the head of the council, when they had the most seats, and had the most power on the council. Nobody's really sure if the people who had who were like on the seats were actually the ones in control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like things like like the total Princess Amidala there, sure. right? Or Queen Amidala. So what were. you're saying is that the Eshin are the Bothans. That's what I'm hearing. I, I don't, don't get the reference. About. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. No. Nope. By, by the fact that we don't know it. Queen Amidala. Uh, in I fact, it, I, I'm, I, if I admitted to knowing it, I'm worried I'd be killed. So because it's, it's the line, "Many Bothans were killed to give us this information about the Death Star." Oh, sure, Star Trek. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's a it's a cool clan. I'm glad you picked it. Thank you. I'm glad mm-hmm. I picked it too. Nice job. Do you have a favorite? I um, started building Clan Molder is my favorite. Also, the one you don't want to lead with. Yeah, exactly. We went uh, the, we went in the wrong order <laughs> because 
because it's i mean so what they do uh they think of the horned rat as this embodiment of of the flesh and the giver of flesh and the great breeder um kind of this this kind of a creator god and, and when you think about the number of rats that are created and all kind of stuff it makes a lot of sense and in particular they they take rats and here's where i mean i'm okay with mutation here because they take rats they throw them in vats they stuff them full of warp stone. They make them grow. And so you get things like rat ogres. You get things uh, like giant war rats. Um, both, sw- I think the, sw- I don't know if the swarms are still part of it, but the, you know, giant rats and the swarms. There. Um, and then um, you get uh, my favorite, which is a model that I would love to do someday, but I haven't yet, is the, the Hellpit Abomination, mm-hmm. uh, which is just this um, a bunch of different <laughs> rat monsters and ogres somehow just smashed together and grown together and melded together and stuff. And then machinery, a little bit of machinery, not too much to be scryer, uh, but to kind of help it uh, move along because this thing is just a, uh, an undulating uh, like mass of arms and claws, just, you know, smelling and, and, and hearing its prey and just needing to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like this idea and I think I wish I had gone back to one of the original like realm gate wars books, where that you know they were doing the the bubble calendars or whatever, and talking about some of the, there's one of those or there was a picture somewhere of one of the first mentions of of Skaven in, in AOS, and there was like you know this deep under mountain um, nest that was just cool the way they described it. So um, I really like this that that idea of of the Molder, and uh, they talked about uh, when Molder had control <laughs> or like people people remember what it was like when Mulder had control and nobody wants to go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, you know, I'm imagining that when they're in control, like, all right, all of you in the pits. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Oh no. Ah, experiment. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah. And then one of my, the stories I, I really liked out of there had, had Mulder the theme, but uh, going to Paul. Squire. I've always loved Scryer. Thank goodness we all had different answers. Yeah. Uh, the Scryer are basically like the crazy mechanics. They're just the crazy engineers. Mad these, scientists. Yeah, everything. Like, I mean, like you think mad scientist Frankenstein of Mulder, like mm. that's nothing compared to Scryer because they're just like, I'm going to take this bit here. I'm going to take this bit here. I'm going to squish them together. What happened? I don't know. All right, we're going to take another bit. We're just going to throw it on. And, like, they literally just talk about how they make all these ridiculous contraptions. And they just, they're constantly inventing. They're constantly tweaking. Like, even in the middle of battle, they're like, oh, I can do more. Like, this is going to be cooler. And, like, just overthrowing everything. And so, like, there's the stuff that explodes, right? Like, Mulder, the worst thing that happens, ah, it just falls apart. Ah, crap. <laughs> right? You know, Ashton, like, worst thing that happens, somebody realized that I existed. This is a terrible problem. <laughs> Nothing like, bad happens. Scryer, it's like, worst thing that happened? All right, whole army, gone. I just blew him up because I hit the wrong button, right? So, like, if you're talking about the um, Doom Wheels, if you're talking about the Storm Fiends, if you're talking about any of this technological stuff, that's all Scryer. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're the weapons laboratories, and they're the richest of the clans because everybody's like, all right, well, I, I really like being, like, Frankenstein with all my stuff, but, like, I could I could really use some weapons that shoot things, so I'm going to buy them from Clan Square. Sure. I mean, they very much are the weapons suppliers, like the, the Lords of War. I mean, the movie, not like a general term. Yeah. Um, for the for the rest of the other, other clans. Um, and, and it's actually because of that that um, they're sort of, you know how we talk with chaos, like different chaos gods are sort of ascendant. Um, when it comes to Scryer, like they are one of the four, like one of the forefront, like clans 
currently and also historically because of this sort of the, the power that having all these inventions sort of affords them, like the the place that it places them in relation to the other clans. And so oftentimes they end up with a few more seats on the Council of Thirteen because mm-hmm. they just end up, you know, being able to manipulate and, but not so much manipulate, but it, to make use of capitalism they, to they, like well, earn they their... they are powerful. And yeah. nobody yeah. can yeah. betray them, right? Because everybody needs them for their weapons, right? Well, I'm sure they get betrayed <coughs> just straight up yeah. constantly, but... Uh, yeah, I, get, I mean, to your point, yeah. I mean, oftentimes folks need them, so they're they're hesitant to betray yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. But the, the yeah, one of the things I like is that Clan Mulder makes things just for them to buy, so they can have storm fiends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally an industry of just making things for Squire, so they can make better things out of them. Sure. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this industriousness is something that also doesn't feel like uh, any of the other chaos gods have a hold on. No. Um, I mean, certainly, it's not like there's no ingenuity in corn building towers that spit things. Or, I mean, Zinch certainly is able to <laughs> come up with plans and, and they're intelligent. And, they, you know, the silver towers are not, not like, creative. Sure. Right? They're not, but they're not um, really weapons of yeah. war. But right? very few, I mean, outside of, there's no sof- <laughs> sophisticated in air quotes or anything beyond a chariot, or anything beyond a, a howda, yeah. in a lot of the rest of the army, of uh, the chaos armies, um, like the Skaven have. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that's, again, that sense of of better than or sense of smarter mm-hmm. than that that is directed towards this innovation that that makes them quite different. Mm. And that, like, and this is the innovative faction like square is the most innovative faction in all the realms that we have seen so far right like caradron is really cool they do a lot of amazing stuff but they all build basically the same thing on the same pattern right well i mean so again whenever you use an absolute like that yeah i think you're you're gonna be wrong i'm okay with that well so i mean and i it it shows (laughs) (laughs) your swagger (laughs) but i mean like i think i mean the ko is i would (laughs) Has made stuff and it actually works. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So it's I mean, much it, better. It, it's much more reliable. And it's it gets off the ground. It takes them places. It does. So I mean, I would say Ko is is easily the most industrious and good at it. Scryer are accidentally okay at it, or accidentally effective. <laughs> That's what I love about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you can love it, but I mean, just to because always somebody out there like, as it's most one guy that did this amazing thing he might only live for five minutes but like it's the one guy who did it well and and what they talk about a lot um is this idea that you know you're as a master in a scryer clan mm-hmm. you want your underlings to come with you with new ideas mm-hmm. but if somebody seems like they're too smart yeah you want to steal their idea and kill them mm-hmm. um and if if you're going with something really smart and you're rising in the ranks, someone's going to kind of try and kill you from up, up above and below. So like, yeah, there's, there's certainly not an efficiency in those best ideas getting to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah. no, but Scryer is pretty, is the flashiest part of this army. Like the cool, some of the coolest. Literally. Model. Yeah. yeah. Uh, flashiest <laughs> is the lightning. Sure. Warp lightning. It's real bright. Yeah. One of the other clans I really like is the Pestilence clan. Yeah. Um, so the Pestilence. The other strongest clan. The other strongest clan, exactly. Um, so they are basically, they are a religious cult of disease. So they make their own diseases. Um, 
They have plague monks. Wait a second. That sounds like a different chaos god. A little bit. But instead of like being like, I'm going to go and do all these things for the honor of Nurkle, they're like, no, I'm going to do all these things I want to. <laughs> they are led by the bringers of the word, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually have like a holy tome. And their quest is to find the 13 great plagues. And once they have assembled all 13 great plagues, they will unleash it upon the world and the world will be destroyed. Hmm. Right? So their main battle line troop are the battle monks, or the plague monks, excuse me. And then they have the center bearers. Uh, and then they have a plague furnace as well. So, like, it's this whole concept of, like, everybody is chanting and praying and spreading well, contagion and disease. And they're all doing this on the battlefield. And, like, their their vermin lord is probably one of my favorite models with the... <laughs> The yeah. gnarled horns and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, which is cool. Well, rotten and infested. What I yeah. what I like too about uh, these guys versus as the balancing power of uh, Scryer is the idea of uh, industry versus uh, agrarian, Mm-mm. like the the growers of their weapons, C- cultivators, cultivators yeah. versus the the builders. So that's an interesting, you know, uh, thing that we don't. I yeah, all around dwarves are better at innovating. <laughs> <laughs> Just go. <laughs> Do they make better plagues? Uh, I don't think so. so. But um, uh, yeah, and so it, what was interesting too is that it seems like that the dark gospel, the withering word, mm-hmm. uh, in some groups of Skaven is completely heretical. Like I don't even oh, yeah. know if that's just within um, the pestilence that mm-hmm. not all of them follow the withering word, but there's a specific group now. But what they say is that the withering word, it's be- isn't a set, isn't a set text. Mm-hmm. It is constantly changed. By the Shadow Council or by um, some of the other uh, the, sh- the vermin lords. One of my favorite bits was that like if there is a heretical cult, there can't be one. There has to be three. So like uh, if there's one that's wrong, they're like, "You two guys, you're out too." Like they always kick out in three. Yeah. So the, <laughs> one of the vermin lords or a vermin lord that is or the the great horned rat wants to sow division, and so there's the yeah the the. The religious idea is that there are heretics in groups of three. So if there's just one group of uh, pestilence, one clan that's studying the withering word, that then they're found within that pestilence clan, they have to kicked out. But obviously, there's at least two others because of this fact, and so they just get kicked out. It's a constant splitting of them. <laughs> they can't gather in in enough group. Um, so. Who haven't we talked about? Well, so just a real question before oh. we go on. So I understand why Scryer is powerful in terms mm-hmm. of other clans. Like, what makes the Pestilence group powerful in comparison to the other clans? Uh, I, I think it's their plagues, right? Like, yeah. they can bring down cities. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things they talk about is, why is this warlord great? Because he took down this city. May I uh, jump to the very first Civil War? Like the American I mean, uh, of the Skaven. Oh, okay. oh, okay, got it. And uh, Clan Scryer, four seats on the council. What? Clan Ick, four seats on the council. That's too many. That's eight seats. So how many are left? Three. Four, four. Three. Four, I mean, because I can't <laughs> count either. Four left. They both make a play <laughs> for complete dominance on the council. All the other clans picking sides, figuring out who they're going to go and support. Um, the Again, Ick is known for their ferociousness. Um, Scryer hires Pestilence to create a plague for them called the Foaming Maw. Flat, flat. I, so these are, these are Scryer hires? Is what you're Scryer, Scryer hires. Okay. 
Uh, let me see. It was called the Froth Jaw Plague. <clears throat> the clan ick goes so ferocious that they can't control themselves, and all the other clans have to kill them down to a rat, annihilating that whole clan is erased from history or erased from the future. <laughs> Not history. From, from, the, <laughs> from the future. So basically pestilence gave them rabies and everybody had to, everybody else had to band together and kill them and wipe them out. So I think that's the power of pestilence of, of uh, yeah, infection and uh, annihilation. And they've got the, yeah, this 13 plagues thing. So I think if they're the, the Lords of Decay, I mean, pestilence at the at the pinnacle of that particular aspect i get you okay cool so civil war i think the pestilence played a pretty strong role but now they're the balance of scryer mm-hmm. i'd say mm-hmm. uh, agreed it's it's explicitly said all right last clan or not last clan, but last of the five general clans is the uh clans verminous um I feel like it's fitting that I bring I talk about this. Do we all right think now. that they're a clan? Do we all agree that they are know. a real clan? <laughs> not, uh, not so sure. So we talked earlier, uh, and I think maybe even, I don't know who brought it up, but the, the, one of the hallmarks of the Skaven is just their sheer numbers, right? There's trillions and trillions of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and trillions the, the and clans verminous are sort of embody that. Like they, they make use of that trait of the Skaven to, to a successful degree in that their goal is to swarm their enemies. So what they utilize is just sheer numbers. It's, it's the faction that contains the uh, clan rats, which is going to be the most numerous of their, you know, their frontline troops. They've got their storm vermin, which is, you know, back in the day, every, every army had their basic line troops and then their elite troops. That's what the, the storm vermin are. They're, you know, decked out a little bit more. They're armored better. Um, and they've got their their claw lords. I already forget claw, claw lords. lords. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ba- it, it's basically yeah. just mar- martial prowess um, yeah. by using their 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 large numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so. and, I, and I think that's a big value, not just numbers, but that that militaristic yeah. discipline to be able to manage any kind of horde like that to any purpose. Yeah, um, exactly. So you know, perhaps they're the the best of the clans, <laughs> just in their skill set of being able to harness. That mass of rats sure. towards a goal. I would say the most important of all the clans. How how could we ever forget <laughs> clans verminous? What do you think, Paul? Hardly. Just like the stuff that's left over. Eh. It's they are it's pretty, the stuff that doesn't fit in anything else. They are kind of vanilla. I will give them that. Well, I mean, like they are the embodiment of what the rats were. They are. The, that's cool. They are the but, core. All yeah. the other clans are the flavor. Yeah. Um, every army is going to have verminous. Verminous is the building block of all the clans. Uh, yeah, Scryer could. Scryer could. Well, is there a Scryer battle line? Yeah, they can have storm fiends. That's true. So, plus they've got acolytes or acolytes yep. too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but the bombardier yeah. or whatever. No. No, no. I think ac- acolyte, acolytes. Whatever, they're they're the the poison wind globbers. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's not much else there. I like. I mean, I, I like them enough, in, and I like the uh, the Warhammer Underworlds Warband, in fact, because I think that that's a <laughs> yeah. way to make them, like, put a lot of flavor into that, yeah. what could be a very generic, like, um, theme for, for these clans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of depth to them. Oftentimes, they're utilized yeah. by other clans. Like, a, a, I feel like you're going to hear this a lot with the different clans sort of making use of a different clan specialty so that they can sort of flesh out their... Mm-hmm. Um, I think diversify their their you know, forces, and oftentimes you're going to see those numbers yeah. being used. I think every major um, master or uh, you know rat that's rising in the ranks probably has 
um, storm vermin as guards, mm-hmm. keeping them alive, protecting them, that sort of stuff. And and some of the stories we've t- we've heard, um, I think was it was Warcry or Warbeast uh, was one where the Skaven feature hmm. where. Uh, the, the these storm vermin are super loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if there's through alchemical or uh, other means, <laughs> a musk maybe. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, like there's things like that 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 separate them a little bit differently mm-hmm. than some of the other uh, super ambitious rats. But you know, anyway. So there's one more clan we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Master clan. Uh, the Gracier's, the ones who wield magic, uh, like nobody's business. Um. And they uh, they probably have you know a, one of the coolest uh, models, the screaming bell. Mm-hmm. Um, they ride around ringing that thing, echoing through people the other rats' souls. Um, and you know, I think, yeah, are very much kind of uh, guides and and um, kind of seers for all the other clans as well. So they definitely provide a service that none of the others do in terms of that magic and foresight even if it's wrong because the vermin lord are jerks well and they are i'll say maybe not master manipulators but manipulators to some degree right in that they like they'll fill some slots on the on the council but there's just as many graciers who aren't on the the council of 13 who are still trying to like through machinations like control the rest Mm -hmm. of skavendom um they maybe aren't as secretive as clansession but like there's still a certain element of secretive mm-hmm. secretivism that's not a word yeah. um secrecy uh, yeah it, well just that that they have their own plots and 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 mm-hmm. um plans and, and machinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh so i i like that aspect of them too that they sort of uh, keep to their own i like how they say that their the numbers are pretty low too that mm-hmm. like even the smallest of other, another clan still outnumbers all the graciers yeah. and the um in the you know Skaven yeah. environment. Um, well, the other thing is that they're they're like lone wolves, right? Like you usually only see one or two in an army. They're not going to have like a ton, mm-hmm. right? So like as opposed to all the other clans where it's like I got this and 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 I got this. It's like nope, just grace yours. Sure. That's it. Yeah, right? yeah. And also, I think it's one of the the few, maybe not few, but like it's one of the tried and true like communication like uh, routes up to like different vermin lords i feel like they they have the power to like quote unquote summon vermin yeah. lords mm-hmm. um and depends on like who you're asking as to who's summoning who but uh, <laughs> who's summoning who yeah exactly but like that that is sort of a link between yeah. the, the 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 actual skaven and, and their their demon counterparts too yeah yeah they have they have that uh feeling like they can do whatever they want and they're powerful and so yeah they mess with fire quite a bit mm-hmm. um and, and mess with uh, the demonic powers, um, but are also none the wiser. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, so that's the, anything else about uh, our our clans, the divisions, well, and was, were there any other clans that you guys read about that used to be and aren't anymore? Well, the other last point I make about the master clan is like the Graciers are the horned rats, right? They have horns mm. as opposed to every other skaven that we yeah. have right that's not a vermin king a vermin lord but they are the horned rats they are the embodiment of the horned rat yeah yeah they are, are closer to their own deity than the rest of the rats for sure mm-hmm. um i don't have other clans to talk about but one of my favorite parts about this book and i'm glad you you told me to put it in in this um is pointing <laughs> out the uh how a different clan 
would dig their own version of a knot hole. So yeah, yeah. audience yeah. member, we, used to, we were talking about the knot holes earlier, earlier these, these yeah. tunnels that tunnel from realm to realm and sort of circumvent the classic like need for a realm gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, honestly, I can't remember what Eshens was, but uh, if I talked about verm- like verminous, right? We've got the, this, they've got these numbers, the hordes of their rats. And so when they're digging knot holes, it's just a, sh- a matter of just a sheer volume of rats are digging their, their tunnels mm-hmm. and they're able to tunnel through... Yeah. Um, Reality. Yeah, reality to, di- to different well, realms, which is the least interesting out of the other ones, but you guys had different clans, so I'll let you talk about your well, versions it, of Well, the other thing is that they're able to tunnel through the void, mm-hmm. right? They're able to table tunnel through the nothingness, which is like, yeah. Which should be super easy because there's nothing to, like, it's, it's, there's nothing there. You just, it's, yeah. it's like cotton. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's, like, a, it's like Aaron's Cl- Aaron's Clan hands. Mulder has <laughs> uh, gnaw beasts. Mm-hmm. So, certain beasts that, that their mouths are, um, just can chew through the warp. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's kind of cool. Just this, uh, and I obviously they don't go on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just this idea that there are either beasts that exist out there, or they've been able to grow mm-hmm. uh, these these monstrosities that have the ability to do that. Yeah. How does Scryer? Uh, uh, they use machines. Yeah. Right. They just build big machines and like. <laughs> right. Somehow, somehow this warp drill. Like sure. yeah, like you know how they built the tunnel. And they have this like four drills on the big of this. Like yep, that's exactly what they build. Yeah, like I don't know if he actually talked about what Eshin does. I honestly can't remember, and I'm but, embarrassed. But they do have like warp bombs that they use, and like they have explosives. They have incendiaries. Mm. So they're. Um, yeah, I don't but know if they do it themselves. They can also hide in the shadows, so I don't know if they have their own. I don't know. No, not true. All right, I don't sure. remember them saying anything specific about that. But no, they did talk about Clan's Pestilence, though. Yeah. Uh, their tunnels are, are sort of, I'm not going to say dug out, but like through. Dissolved. Yeah, like through plagues. They have like tunnel creating plagues, which is awfully specific. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for a plague to like just like dig I'd like a tunnel. to kill you. I'm sorry. This plague is only for tunnels. I can't t- kill you. This is only wait, a tunnel. Let me, plague. Let me, wait, wait, I'll mix a plague to kill you and not the tunnel. Yeah. But that's, speci- I mean, I'm not joking, but that there's literally like um, gene specific plagues that are designed to kill like one type of person. Like clan. <laughs> well, and like, I mean, clan I'm, talking Ick, in, right? I'm talking in real life. Yeah. We, like, were, ha- we were having fun and you were ruined. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying this. <laughs> it's funny, but it, until it's, you realize it's real. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, but th- I mean that's des- that's their whole thing is designing. You know, they designed a plague to just that just affected Ick, right? Yep. I mean, what does that take to like zero in on that? So yeah, I mean to to have something that eats away uh, at the void and creates a hole is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it, um, and that maybe there's some way that they can control it or whatever. Um, I like to think of uh, <laughs> their gnaw holes so they. T- just this idea of because of the gnaw holes, they can be everywhere mm-hmm. and they are everywhere and they're under the surface. feels a little bit like the upside down place, mm. like stranger things. Like they're not any longer under the ground and in the sewers. They're like, they're just on this side of, of this reality. Mm-hmm. Like they're hiding, like you could be walking and they're just one gnaw away from being right in your face. Like they're not underneath you; they could be right above you. There's some really cool pictures in this book about different gnaw holes of a of a scryer one, which is like a, this halo, uh, standing like floating above a um, a Kradrin ship and then pouring down onto the ship. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the air is not safe. Skyports are not safe from gnaw holes. Yep. Uh, the Idneth underwater are not safe. Um, 
there's a lot of stories in this book. Little short stories, yeah. but a lot of them. Well, and the other thing about Nahols, uh, they talk about, they get a little bit into like the physics of the realms a little bit, right? Like, because they talk about how one of the clans wanted to eat the void around Azir and make it fall out of the heavens, <laughs> right? Like, so who knows if that's like actually true or not, but like apparently the void is a physical thing, not just an absence of something. And it Which had, is a misnomer. Then they need a better name for yeah. it. Then, and and this physical thing is what binds the realms together, right? Or, or allows them to exist where they do. So that's a that's a really interesting thing that we had not definitely talked about or heard about before. Sure. Let's sure, get sure. to stories. Stories. Let's get to stories. This dude wants to talk about stories. Uh, is this like a lore podcast? We, we are or something? in the story phase. We are uh, in the, oh, the story phase. So this the story phase. So should we maybe start at the beginning? I know we referenced some of the origin stuff. Age like, of myth. Age of myth. What an age! <laughs> what a, I mean, it's in the name. It's just mythological. Um, so let's let's harken back. So I think we first mentioned that uh, the, the Skaven showed up in the mortal realms because the the Great Horn Rat was able to save some group of them in his mouth, in his jaws, and he brought them to uh the moral realms basically and so that's i think where the history in the, in the book sort of starts in that he he rolls up to the moral realms he finds them who knows how he found them i'm not exactly sure but he's able to spit out those skaven that he saved and those are sort of the seeds of these clans right so like he spreads them all across the moral realm says hey get out there and multiply uh which g- gross man that's well, I don't like noah that. but with rats Sh- just like Noah. Second Christian reference. Oh, man. We are pigeonholing ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Twelve disciples. What? Oh, and we're sitting up, talking about like sitting around the great yeah, horn red at a table. Jesus. I mean, that's yeah. the picture of uh, Last, Last Supper, Supper right there. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Actually, I did see art of that somewhere out there. Is there's a <laughs> oh, kind of the Last Supper of the Skaven. Yeah, I saw cool. that. <laughs> that's true. Um, so he he see, he sees these Skaven, Skaven in the realms, and he says, "Look, go go burrow, like embed yourself in these mortal realms, multiply, go forth and multiply, and uh, t- take over this place for me." And so that's, I guess, the, their introduction into the uh, into the mortal realms. Hello. Yeah. Hey, we're here, <laughs> and we're boning. <laughs> yeah. Real gross. Um, I guess we didn't even really talk about how that works. Um, I guess the book doesn't either. Aaron, why would you go there? Jesus. <laughs> uh, Third Christian reference. <laughs> another Jesus. Um, what happens next? What do they do after they... Are- Light City founded. So they snuck into the pocket dimension. Um, and this is one of those things where they've got... There's different stories. There's And every clan probably has their own like claim on, oh, we founded it, right? Um, ruins of the Skaven Metropolis wrecked a vast deposit of Rome stone. Maybe it was a, a Dwarden uh, stronghold that got you know overtaken and cast into the to the void. Um, everyone wants to to claim it. Yeah, um, I love that. Like, there's been many battle tomes at this point where at least some component of yeah. it has been. Uh, who knows how this happens? But people have stories about it. So yeah. like, it is. It absolutely positively gives each of us carte blanche to make something up yeah. and and claim a piece of the realm and say this is my, this is my version of it just like a skaven yeah just like skaven cuz i can and i'm better than this you all this is my blight song <laughs> <laughs> i can see the gears turning i wonder what you're trying to come up with um, uh, it's not soon or soon after that i think maybe even 
it's not said, but hey, you find this this gnaw hole that leads you to this pocket dimension. Maybe you start thinking, hey, I'm going to make more of these gnaw holes. And it's soon after that that they start learning how to make the gnaw holes, and that becomes sort of uh, part and parcel. Do you know who their... taught them? Who? Prosquithius. <laughs> yes, that's a that's a Prometheus gave, reference. Yeah. Gave the rats fire. Oh, I thought it was a Pythagorat. Mm. Uh, that's just a theorem. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, fourth reference. All right. And so those are, those are some of the big uh, key points in the Age of Myth. It also references that there's this um, a clan that existed back in the Age of Myth. I think it's called Tikrit. Tikrit. Um, so it, it, this story highlights uh, a, a sort of a moral. I mean, things that happen in the Age of Myth serve as morals uh, to, the, to the present day folks. So there was this clan that was pretty arrogant. Uh, back in the age of myth, and they they rose up and tried to conquer some part of land, but they were immediately put down and completely eliminated. Was this by, into Azir? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, can't let's remember. just say yes. Um, but, but they were immediately put down by the combined combined power of Sigmar and his super friends. So the point being is that back in the age of myth, the, the Skaven were trying to uh, forge strongholds and, and conquer territory as the great the horned rat told them to do so. But back in myth, before the age of chaos. Uh, Sigmar and his pantheon were still pretty powerful, and they were able to like strike them down and like beat them back. So this was sort of this is clearly before chaos was ascendant um, and in and, and kicking butt and taking names. And so the, the Skaven weren't as maybe pernicious or perme- permeating throughout the the moral realms. Of course, I had had to alliterate that one for sure. <laughs> pernicious and permeating. Yeah, you're darn right. Um, that may have been. I wonder if you were to give them a characteristic, would because they went and tried to conquer, would that have been another aspect of the Horn Rat that that particular clan embodied? That is now just gone. And now it's just gone. Just eliminated it completely. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, it'd be cool if the Horn Rat no longer had that uh, that either. Sure. Yeah. Like he only has the characteristics of of the clans. Like, what that if you kill, if you kill a clan, you kill that aspect what? of the Horn Rat? Oh, he has. All those horns, and then one just breaks off. Falls off. Yeah, yeah it withers. That's Talk gross. about speculation. I mean, what, it's just fun to imagine. We're what, not saying it's true. What is this? The scrying <laughs> face? Hey, let's move on to the Age of Chaos, which is their bread and butter. Did you guys have any cool so, stories in the Age of Chaos? Oh, yeah. I talked about the Great Civil War. So this was happening on that time, kind of in that time that uh, uh, the other Chaos gods were taking a look, trying to conquer the realms. Uh, Scryer and um, Ick, or sorry, Verminus and Ick were... Uh, had a ton of seats on the table or at the at the um, circle, and they went through the civil war. Ick is destroyed, so another clan destroyed, um, and it ended up um, kind of. I don't. I can't remember if Verminus ended up on top, but uh, certainly I think kind of picked up the pieces. But so they weren't. Didn't seem like they were really capable of joining chaos at that time, mm-hmm. right? So during the age of chaos, they didn't have their stuff together. It wasn't one of those times where Screech, Vermin King, came down and made peace. Well, or the opposite of peace. Or peace, yeah. Pieces. Pieces of peace. Um, Also, sort of around this time, and this is one of my favorite parts of the book, is that I think it does a really good job of trying to place the Skaven at at different um, time frames or different places in the history of the mortal realms. And so it does talk about um, how during the Realmgate Wars, which I'm sure all of you have read, uh, when Nurgle is uh, traipsing across the realm of life, and, and or the forces of Nurgle, anyways, are traipsing across the uh, realm of life and, and doing work and, and trying to conquer it, um, there was a lot of uh, clans' pestilence support of the Nurgle because they, they end up being very closely tied. Um, 
And it's because of that, that is how the client's pestle is able to accumulate quite a bit of power is like they just flat out are sort of riding the coattails of Nurgle or, or, or maybe the, the, the opposite is true sometimes too. Um, and they're able to claim a lot of territory and, and sort of go out and conquer. Um, and I, I like that um, it shows an opportunity for uh, Skaven to work together however tentatively with other forces out there, other, other forces of chaos, at least for, for a bit. And even goes into a point or it makes a point to say, well, it didn't last. And as soon as Nurgle was sort of beaten back, Pestilence took advantage of that and, and conquered just as many blight holes or whatever they're called as, as you know, the forces of order did just to sort of take them back from a weakened uh, Nurgle. Yeah. But um, at least it places them in a, in a, in a place and a time in the history that we sort of can point at and be like, all right, well, I, I know about that. I read about that. I, I know that setting and, and time frame. So uh, I was a fan of that. Cool. Yeah. There's a, there's in general through the realm gate wars, there's those times where the Skaven pop up to help Zinch or to help some chaos Lord. And there's that sense of like, again, the rat thinks that they could do this better. They might have some duplicitous plan, but when that chaos Lord gives them some sort of like attention, they love it. They'll yeah. come and they, like they'll give them the time of day, or they'll, you know, you know, bow down and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just they 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 get played, and they get relied on, and then they stab people in the back, and you wonder why do they? Yeah, why would you even? Why would you even let them in? Go oh, in. There's sure. a rat because they're they're adorable. <laughs> they are cute. Uh, hey Paul, do you got any Age of Chaos stories you're into? Uh, well, I do like the parasite engines, mm. Mm. which are basically just these giant squire <laughs> machinations that just like imagine a corporation, right? Just like taking every raw natural resource they can from the land. Like that's basically my idea it's, of what these are. It's not hard to imagine that, but okay. <laughs> but I, just imagine if there was Again, a Skaven it's corporation. It's funny until you realize it's real. It's <laughs> a Skaven corporation. They wear ties and suits. They argue back and forth. And then they just destroy the whole area. Stop, stop. Too real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the parasite engines are like just colossal constructions. Like we we talked about how in uh, Spear of Shadows, there's the worm cities, right? Um, and they they seem to me to be about the same magnitude of size they're just these massive constructions that can just destroy everything in their path and just gives a ton of raw resources to squire to be able to build whatever they want to yeah uh there was a a piece of art that was distributed on relatively early in the age of sigma everybody looked at that was like oh that's going to be a model but how could they make that a model or how would we like it, it was one of the first things that was like this is something completely different yeah. From what would have been seen before, they looked like giant mosquitoes to me. Yeah, <laughs> without wings. Yeah, sucking the lifeblood out of the realms. That's pretty cool. Well, cool. And again, too real. Mosquitoes. <laughs> like no. Yeah. Um. Do you guys have any other Age of Chaos ones that you want to talk about? Because I got one that I'll do real you quick. You do it. Yeah, you yeah. Do it. And that. You do you remember when I was talking about Clansession? Do you guys remember that? It was yeah? Just a couple what? months ago. No. That was just a little bit ago. I mean, what did they um, do? I mean, you just disappeared. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> That's true. Um, so there's this little story, just real quick, um, about uh, towards the end of, end of Age of Chaos. Uh, we all know that uh, Sigmar had sort of locked his doors, locked up Azir, and he's been he was working on something um, behind closed doors. Um, it turns out, obviously, he was, he was trying to put together the Stormcast and, and muster his forces to strike back out into the mortal realms. Um, and so 
Like, he locked the doors to his ear. Nobody should have any idea what's going on back there. Um, even Zinch has no idea with all his different, you know, scrying tools, what have you. However, uh, a pair of beady eyes was watching Sigmar in his own throne room as he was, you know, trying to develop the Stormcast technology. Turns out, Clanzession kicking it in his ear through whatever knowledge they had available to him, was able to see that what he was planning and was able to spread that information to the appropriate masters of whatever you know Skaven were interested in at the time and so they were forewarned that uh, the Age of Sigmar was going to kick off and I think that's awesome that's why Clan's Essen just, Clan Eschen is so neat is that like that, that allows him to do stuff like that um, mm-hmm. so I think whenever something cool happens like writ large uh, on the mortal realms uh, it's always Clan's Eschen's yeah, the, the Eshen clans that are they're involved in it, right? It's this story and a few other stories later on. Whenever like something super sneaky uh, yeah. that affects the the world at large, it's yeah. it's Eshen who's who's doing it. You got a god getting uppity, calling the Eshen. You're darn right. Yeah, you got a god making a pyramid. You know who to call. Um, <laughs> Eshen Busters. That doesn't work for you. Fast forward. <laughs> All right, so now we're in the now we're in the age of Sigmar, guys. Yeah. Sigmar's kicked down the doors. He's coming back. Um, do you guys have any cool stories from from around that time? Yes, Pretty I good. really enjoyed the much great Sky Kill Air Armada. I uh, liked how long their name was. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, so, Scryer got a hold of some Ko ships and Ko technology, and they're like, "Hey, this is some pretty sweet stuff." And then they're like, "But I could do better." And they just like added ridiculous amounts of technology and like, this is a bomber, right? Like KO don't really have bombers, but the Skaven have bombers because they modified a ship to do that. And, like, I like how your definition of like added technology is bombs. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but they had like four different types of ships. It wasn't like this one carries people, but this one carries more people, but this one carries more people. It was like, this one's going to have a warp lightning cannon on it, and this one's just going to drop bombs, and this one is just going to have an abomination that just, like, rams into, like, it just literally went crazy. And then they're like, all right, now we're going to show these Caradron who's boss. And they just, like, start destroying Skyports left and right. And then they're like, this is awesome. We're going to be amazing. And then everybody else steals their plans. So, like, there's all these other Sky Fleets walking around being like, hey... I can, I can steal KO ships too. So it's it's fun, especially because like I made an army where it was Grotz doing that, but like doing it terribly, but this is doing it and doing it amazing. <laughs> so do you wanna do you wanna plug the the person on Twitter who's built this army? The person on Twitter, you mean Brad Glover? Yeah. He did an awesome job. He brought it to one of the events at Warhammer World. Uh it is a Skaven Caradron order or Caradron Melange, I don't know, milieu. Uh, is a gorgeously converted army that really could fit exactly into this story flat out. And just everything looks amazing. He's got all these crazy contraptions. Like he's got a doom wheel helicopter frigate thing. It's it's, it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, this is very cool. (laughs) Um, And that's at Brad underscore Glover on Twitter if you want to go take a look at those photos. It's got a couple other cool ones, but I think he won a Warhammer World uh, event best painted or best army. Um, but it's one of those where you wonder which came first. Sure, you uh, know, did they pop that in because you know they saw his army being mm-hmm. built, or I obviously he didn't see this. So, but there's a lot of genius going around this community, mm-hmm. right? You just a lot cross pollination too. Winning best painted at a Warhammer World event sounds like a fitting end for an army. What do you mean? I don't understand. 
the next story is called the fitting end. Oh, oh wait, well, no, but, but before I hop on, I just want to talk about like Paul. You alluded to the fact, but like the, it was the, a great segue. I know, the, I know, but I don't know. know. It's, it was fun. It's a little, yeah, it was alright. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, but uh, how how the gits, like you said, like the gits also did something very similar. Yeah, they took over a ship and, and did the, the exact same thing. Yeah. it's weird that we got two battle zones basically back to back to like do the exact same thing. It sounds like a board game in the making, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Overlords, most innovative. They haven't gotten to security yet. No, sure. I mean, <laughs> no, what they've been doing is painting targets on their back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, look at our ships. Yeah. Yeah. I want those ships. Dibs. Yep. All right. So I can I can share mine. Uh, a fitting end. Uh, and this is a Master Molder story. Master Molder Escourge um, was waging war against some fire slayers, but a pox kind of waylaid uh, kind of a ton of his army wasn't able to be as effective against the fire slayers as he wanted and so through some uh, you know not so subtle means torture uh, beatings that sort of thing he found out that Pontifex Pestilent uh, Rasp Fang was behind this now all of a sudden Rasp Fang disappears nobody's seen from heard from him but uh Master Molder Scourge is able to restart, to reignite his uh, battle against the Fire Slayers. And there's this a strange uh, monstrosity leading his uh, army covered in pos- uh, pox- bleh, pustules and uh, and uh, extremely bloated. Looks a little bit like uh, Rasp Fang, if you ask me. So, so would you say there were two houses in this story? So was there a pox on two houses? Mm. Both the houses. I don't like it. And so it's a fun story of the Master Molder being able to uh, kind of assert himself, go find that uh, Pestilence uh, Poxmaster and turn him into a big mutant uh, abomination. Well, a lot of the book is talking about how Pestilence is is like a powerful, one of the more powerful clans and see see it put in its place uh, from Molder's perspective is pretty great. Um, One of the stories I really liked from the Age of Sigmar is uh, the death of a Death of a hero. Death of a salesman hero. Um, <laughs> in that uh, there was this uh, elven war hero uh, who was returning to his ear. So he was he was out. He had been crusading or what have you, leading forces and sort of clearing out Skaven from this particular jungle that existed out there. Um, he comes back uh, a hero, like uh, being paraded around, you know, sort of uh, praised, worshipped um, in his ear. Um, and to, to, you know, to great... Uh, success. However, next morning, the morning after the, the big celebration that he returns, he's found dead in his room that has been locked and sealed um, with a Clan Eshin's brand on his chest, missing his eyeballs, his, his veins pumping full of poison. Mm-hmm. There's no no way they should have gotten, gotten in here, <laughs> but they did because rats get everywhere. Um, did you say he was no! short-sighted? Uh, I, no, I mean, elves are tall. I don't think... I'm not going to play your game, Paul. Um, so... Uh, Again, I, you can sense a theme from some of the stories I'm showing you guys. Is yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Me too. I'm, I'm loving this, this Clan Eshin uh, stuff. So um, I got one more story from the Age of Sigmar sure. that I'd like to talk about, which is uh, the Carrion Empire. Right. So this is a pretty cool story. Um, it talks about this civilization in the Age of Myth called the Metallurgica. Mm-hmm, I saw that. Um, and they have a family that's these massive artifacters, artic- I think artifact crafters. Mm-hmm. Um, that build this incredible, amazing civilization. Um, and everybody takes notice of how, like, how amazing this civilization is. Sigmar shows up and he's like, dude, this is pretty cool. And he's like, here, have some Dwarden Smiths because like, you're doing amazing stuff and this is great. right?" And, uh, and Nagash is like, that's, that's pretty cool. 
I, I wouldn't mind having those weapons. So when the Age of Chaos happens, they're like, we're cool. We, we got this, right? We can handle this. We can live out the way we want to. Uh, we got all these magic weapons. We're awesome. Like, and everything is falling down around them. But they're like, no, we got it. We got it. Uh, and then Nagash unleashes this just terrible undead plague basically upon their the civilization. So, like, the people are fine, but, like, it's just this wave of invasion from inside and out all over the place. It just, like, beats them down and beats them down and beats them down. And, like, basically, they just get to one last standing force, right? And the main guy is like, well, my son or nephew made this mirror. And using this mirror, he was able to steal one of the nine books in Nagash. And you know what I'm going to do? Like, Nagash is going to beat me, but I'm going to take one of those nine books and I'm going to throw it into a, this reality furnace, and I'm going to destroy it for all time, and I'm going to wound Nagash. Little did he know, there was a curse on that book. And so when he tried to throw it into the reality furnace, it activated the curse, and he became infected with the blood of Usharan, and he himself became an arch-regent, uh, and his entire civilization is infected with this flesh-eater quartz virus, Right? But the irony and the like awesomeness of the story is that he's like, I won. My civilization is still here because his delusion is that he beat Nagash and everything is just as it was before. But instead of building artifacts, they're just stuffing these arcane engines full of bodies and and like the meat and et cetera, et cetera. But he's like, I got everything. This is great. And meanwhile, you have this Skaven army that's like, hey, I heard this is civilization that like is building all these amazing art artifacts. I'm like, it would be great if we could go find them. <laughs> so he's got this little splinter force that manages to attach himself by by saying there's information. He gets his own coven, and then detaches himself from the main thrust of the battle, and is like, I'm gonna go get this. So like, what Carrion Empire is is this battle between this crazed millennia old flesh eater quartz vampire who still believes that he has defeated the Gash, and this like just power hungry uh scryer acolyte uh warp engineer that's like i'm gonna take all this amazing tech and i'm gonna bring it back to blight city and i'm gonna make some amazing stuff with it um so the easily my favorite like overall story buddy just so more. if i get it straight the tech doesn't actually exist anymore well the magical weapons do okay so all that okay so i thought maybe the story was the the <coughs> king thought he was still had all that stuff and had been spreading that rumor, and they were going to come and just find the delusions of that stuff. Which would almost make a better story, right? Yeah. But, so they do they get the magical weapons? Do they? Do well, it, they depends get who, it? it depends who wins. I don't know. It depends who wins. Fight That's the, the battle. story of the Carrion Empire. Mm. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Fight! Um, <laughs> so, uh, listeners, you're, you're probably used to the three major ages, right? The Age of Myth, Age of Chaos, and Age of Sigmar. But the, the beauty of Age of Sigmar, I'm sort of what the moral... Uh, the old world wasn't able to do necessarily is um, time keeps moving forward, right? It's we're, I mean, even though we're still in the age of Sigmar currently, new new stuff keeps happening and mm-hmm. happening, and major events occur. And one of my favorite parts about this book as well is that like it it relates to that. It it, it highlights some of the things that have occurred and how it affects the the Skaven yeah. and as it pertains to this, to the Skaven specifically, how they have had you know their hand in, in creating some of these events. So. Um, we can move past just your Realm Gate Wars stereotypical Age of Sigmar and move into sort of the more modern uh, stories being told. Um, 
And the reason I bring that up is because it, it does tie into um, sort of AOS 2.0 and this, the time of tribulations in the soul wars uh time frame uh, currently yeah. that was a long intro just to, to lead <laughs> into what i wanted to talk about but um so uh this time in- keeps on spinning 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 into the future Oh, yeah, we, are we right, done? Right. Is that the end of it? Okay, it. gotcha. All right, so, um, so it's, it's it's a good point to bring up for the Skaven because they did actually have their pause uh, in oh. in a few of the major events that existed. No, we just we just said time keeps going; it doesn't pause. It does. Ah, nice. Davy's rolling over in his grave. Also, Davy's still alive; he's not dead. Um, <laughs> Will they fire a warp lightning cannon? Do you think they hit the pause button? I would think so. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> For those who know, I feel like we've we've talked about some of this before. But um, so Nagash is uh, he's accumulated his power. He's he's it's this time of tribulations. He's trying to create this black pyramid and and mess with the the fabric of magic and both in the realm of death and all the realms. Um, and so many different armies catch wind of this. The Skaven <laughs> being one of them, and they make it a point to try and you know stop him or, or interfere with that. And so I'm sure there's been there's any number of plans to do so. But one of them is just to to dig a knot hole. Uh, straight up to the to to Nag- Nagash's ear, um, and and send a you know a horde of Skaven in to to prevent him from doing so. I I think it's Nagash's czar, but I like saying Nagash Azir. Oh, that's because funny. that's kind of yeah, interesting. You're right, it's Nagash's czar. Nagash's Um, so you guys remember when we were talking about knotholes before and how oftentimes they don't go where they're supposed to? This no. Is, this is an example of the shut up, and that is that was good. I would have said the same thing. Um, this one is another example of that, in that it does not roll up uh, to Nagash's doorstep, but rather straight up into an ocean. Um, that's not where they went to go. Uh, and so imagine digging a tunnel into like, an ocean. It wasn't even like to the top of the ocean. It's like, oh, look at this the seaside. It's like, no, the bottom of the ocean. The worst part of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> boom, it, it creates just a little mini uh, tub drain and uh, it just sucks that ocean straight down that tunnel. Um, lo and behold, that tunnel leads right to the right to Blight City because um, presumably that's where they set out from. And uh, it's just a, a one-to-one directional uh, which spigot. Is, which is hilarious because like... Physics doesn't have to work that way. No, no, of course not. Right? If you're if you're gnawing <laughs> like a hole, physics. even though like you're digging to a realm and it's the bottom of the realm, like you could be like gravity. Like gravity's not. Is a, it a sieve? Maybe I don't right. know how that works. So there could be there could be more of like the vacuous. Like there's water here and not water there, so it travels. Like like osmosis. It pushes. Yeah. When the more like uh, yeah, like siphoning. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Osmosis. Is, anyway, but there's osmosis. no reason it has to do that. But it's so cool. But what's in the water? Is it just water? No, it's, it's just water. It's never just water, man. It's, 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 it's water, water from the realm of death, and you got to believe it's just full of like, zombies. Shock full of zombies. <laughs> they don't have like, a lake bed. As, they have like, a zombie as bed. As you do in the realm of uh, Shyish, um, full of zombies. And so it's not, they're not just dealing with flooding, um, but it's, it's zombie flooding. Which it really puts uh, <laughs> it puts last spring into a better perspective. Like I had a soggy basement, but at least there were no zombies. There were no zombies. Yeah. No rats. No uh-huh. zombies. Sure. No drowned rats. And so what this does is it leads into like a whole like a whole uh, campaign where they have to fight back all these undead in the well, blight city, which should be like you know immune from being conquered. Well, I, I like that. Like they're literally at the bottom of the lake, and then like oh. Okay, we're not in the bottom lake anymore. Uh, <laughs> like they've well, just been sitting there dormant. Preserved. All the rats died. Sure. And, and they, they became, became zombies. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a comedy of errors, to say the least. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't go very well. So what they were doing is they were fighting on a front that they aren't used to. You know, granted, I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of bodies in the Blight City, but like it, it, 
as with any sort of campaign with Skaven, like you can't trust anyone down there. And so there's constant backstabbing and nobody's like in charge really to try and drive these zombies away. Paul wants to say something. How cool would it be to make a soul blight city army with the undead rats? Oh man, that's a good, I mean, at least the words that was are it. good. That was all I wanted. I don't know if the idea is good, but the words are good though. I'll right. give you that. Um, so, so it's it's quite the endeavor to try and clear the city out. I mean, they're, they're, the floodwaters and the zombies are encroaching on the, the major towers. Um, and this the feels too real again. Yeah, it feels the, like the, Madison the, this cave in. Um, don't know what to do, right? Like they, they can't work together. Yeah, well it's enough. super funny until it gets to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in real life, zombies are attacking towers. Sure, uh, but then also in real life, just like in real life, uh, out of nowhere, uh, our boy Thankful rolls up. Ooh. We haven't really talked about Thankful. Thankful very much. Yeah, <laughs> you're darn right. Um, so this is a gray seer uh, who has a storied history. Maybe we'll talk about him in a little bit. But he he rolls up uh, and is able to through plots and plans and, and direction he's able to at least guide the skaven to victory um and they're able to at least at least contain the the zombies in the blight city um so they get it to a point where they're able to you know succeed you know have have victory and just like that he all, he disappears mm-hmm. um and it's interesting it like sort of the the postscript of this story it says that the council of 13 is very interested and in, in, wants to have some words with thankful like where did he where did he come from what's his deal uh and specifically why why did his plans result in killing so many other skaven at the same time but like the the point is is he sort of swooped in saved the day and, and then disappeared um and uh people don't know where he came from and what he wants or what he wants what his goals are yeah plus awesome model yeah. still an amazing model from yeah man still i want to talk about the necroquake, the necroquake. Right. Like, we've because part of their goal was to get there dig this tunnel now that tunnel was coming back but they figured out a way to send some eshin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through the tunnel. They didn't go. To, they didn't dig a new tunnel. Yeah. They, they were like, okay, the water's drained out. All right, we, we'll, we got we'll all, rid of all the zombies. So they sent them through. They do all that stuff. It seemed like they couldn't make it through. They couldn't. They didn't get it. They were thwarted here, there, whatever. But just a few rats made it into that dang a f- pyramid. A few good rats. A few good rats. <laughs> and and uh, that, I remember that story from. So such a good story. Yeah. <laughs> from uh from the was it soul wars was it malign importance i can't remember it was the last story of malign importance i think it? that yeah one of them and uh and being able to have the have these eshin rats sneaking through and then uh, they do some like skitter leaping stuff they get up to the pyramid as it's about ri- up, uh, rising up into the air and the story is like i mean the what they st- the story tells them is he's like ooh there's a there's a Gem a gem or something, yeah. and that's that was some of the motivation is that there's all these gold riches you know here, um, but this story doesn't say there was so much about him plucking that gem that gem he also plucked a gem or a gem yeah gem <laughs> was not happy <laughs> yeah um, but but it was just the fact that they were there messed it up mm-hmm. like just having rats in the plumbing messed up the spell a little bit um, which is also the power of the Eshin mm-hmm. right they can just be in that place. To mess up that thing, like one rat's enough to just foil. So I mean, our hero, the re, you know, Nagash would have succeeded if it were not for Eshin. If it were for those darn kid rats. Poor if it people. wasn't for those darn rats and their rat dog. Rat dog too. Rat dogs. <laughs> All right. It was old man Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jim. It was Jim. <laughs> Because they plucked him, right? Yeah, they plucked him right out. Um, I really enjoyed the death and the deep story. Uh, so this is where this game and they're like, hey, there are these guys living underwater. 
we should probably do something with them too. So they build submarines. <laughs> like, and they're just like, just because you live underwater doesn't mean you can get away from a, the Skaven plague. So like, they build submarines and just go destroy this Idaneth city. I don't know how they make anything watertight. Maybe they don't have maybe to. They, yeah, maybe it's just a matter of like, we just need maybe just, just needs to be those, last us until we get there. Maybe yeah. it was all those put, rat zombies from put, the Great Flood. If we all put warp stone in our mouths, we won't have to breathe. <laughs> yeah. um, that is pretty good. And also, they had some hand in like, they were the cause of the revelation of the Deepkin, I think, in the whole world. So like, that's what brought them to the Age of Sigmar as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Skaven had their hand in, in a lot of the major events that we've seen um, in the uh, Mortal Realms. They've paused a lot of plans. Yeah. I well, was going to say it, but I held myself back. So, like one time this episode? <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to point out how much I have it. There is one story which alludes to just a, a, great, a greater fact is that um, so a, after a lot of these, uh, you know, the major events of the, yeah. the Necroquake and the Soul Wars, the fact that like there's magic on, on, on the loose uh, running amok in the world, um, obviously it's a, it's a time of a lot of chaos. And I don't mean that in the chaos god sense, but it's just a lot of turmoil out there. And so that's a perfect time for this game to, you know, take advantage of it and to succeed and, and, and enact their goals in the world. Um, however, we're looking at a second civil war, though, because given that there's all this opportunity for the Skaven, that means that they're more likely to just screw each other over um, and, you know, in fighting and backstabbing and so on and so forth, because they all want to take advantage of the, the opportunities out there. And so we're seeing another uh, time frame where uh, Clan Scryer and Clan's Pestilence are, are back at each other's throats and are trying to um, assert their dominance um, in the world. So I think that... I like this book because it, it shows also how the recent of, uh, events affect the race sort of internally as yeah. well and what and what they're up to. So it's we're, we're placed in a very um, current time frame, or current time period, and we can see how they're reacting yeah. to things. So that's pretty cool. And I th- hopefully that means that we're 2019, we're going to be getting a lot of new battle tomes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll see more of that kind of that result of the soul wars and the necroquake spill into this yeah, exactly. uh, these upcoming tomes. I I agree. I agree. All right, so I think that covers a lot of the stories that existed in the book. Do you, anything else anybody want to talk about from a story front before we move on? Mm. Awesome. All right, so I think it's probably about time we start talking about some of our favorite units in the book. Um, or maybe least favorite. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But um, did anybody have any... So the, this is one of those battle tomes where there's not a lot of new stuff. And by not a lot, I mean there's only one new thing in it. So we're definitely pulling from the old older range, um, which is great because a lot of that stuff really really does hold up. Unfortunately, some of it doesn't necessarily hold up anymore. But uh, did anything catch your guys' eye? And did, did any uh, stuff get shown in a new light to you? Anything that um, you hadn't considered before in terms of a lore, model, perspective, anything? Uh, well... And this isn't a specific unit, but they talked about Clan Scryer, and one of the things we hadn't talked about is how they have this warp stone, mm-hmm. but Clan Scryer is like, but, but, but what about this realm stone? Oh, yeah. I skipped what right can we do that. if we use this realm stone? And so, like, they, I would love to see realm rules for Scryer weapons. Like, how amazing would that be? If you could use, you know, shade glass, firing warp lightning cannons. And Doom Wheels, and that would be amazing. I would love to see that. Sure, if they ever get a Balto, maybe we'll see that. Oh, wait. Oh, no. They just did. Ah, oh, nuts. Snap. Well, there's no reason you couldn't paint them to oh, add that Warp Stone to look like a different Realm Stone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Abomination still holds up really mm-hmm. well as a model. Even, I mean, the 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 Warp, sorry, the Storm Fiends 
and think will oh, yeah. also look fantastic. I mean, they're the newest mm-hmm. models in the range from the end times, but yeah, I was just still surprised at some of these models, um, the doom wheels and stuff just hold up. Like there's such, such good sculpts mm-hmm. in this range, even down to the clan rats. Um, so, but I mean, the abomination was probably the one that I, again, I looked at it in some of the art, some of the like scenes set, um, and really, I don't, just really enjoyed looking at the model. I can't wait to paint one. I have a question. All right. This is, we have the new model, right? The new model is called the Warlock Bombardier. Yeah. Awesome name, right? Sure. One of the things that we don't have that we had in every other Battle Tome is that we don't have new names for these units, right? Everything is what it was before. So we don't have like these awesome names to describe what Claw stuff Lords. was before. What? Claw Lords. Yeah. But like the Clan Rats, Storm Vermin, like we don't have this whole new set of lore just based on the way that the units are named. So that's definitely something we haven't had in uh, a battle tome before. So I wish we had that. Like, this is an army where I could just see those amazing, crazy names coming out, mm-hmm. right? But, sure. Does any models stand up to you or... Well, I, t- two thoughts, actually. So, like, since you brought up the Bombardier, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. So, that is the the only new model that we have in the range. H- how do we think that holds up? <laughs> That's cool. Paul awesome. seems to like it. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a, a Vermin Lord and a Grey Seer that came out in the End Times as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and it really fits in, in line with those, I think. Um, but it definitely is kind of, we don't have, all the weapons teams are a little older. So, there's kind of like one mm-hmm. model weapon team is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, and my thought was it does, def- it holds up with the newest of the uh, the rest of the range, mm-hmm. basically. So, I think it definitely embodies yeah. Um that thematic so when it, when it comes to my favorite so i mean i liked it but i wouldn't say it's my favorite per se um i i reluctantly say my favorite that stands out to me is the um the vermin lord deceiver and that is the clanation uh version yeah. of the, the vermin mm-hmm. lord uh i would like to say that it's like the gutter runners of the death or death run, or death, yeah, death uh, runners night runners night runners yeah, yeah 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 and then there's the death guy um but those models are so old and like decrepit that like I, I don't think I could put, like in good conscience put them at like at the top of my list. But I can only imagine I, I sort of use the Vermin Lord Deceiver as an example of what what Clan Ashen could look like or like that you know uh, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So in my mind I can sort of pretend that that's what the gutter runners look like. But instead I'll have to just re- resign myself to just you know taking taking a look at the Deceiver instead. Um, but I think another, he's really cool. Yeah, that is another unique thing is that this is a fifth edition kit that did not get replaced and did not get dropped in a battle tome yeah that's mm-hmm. true because i mean plastic it is plastic mm-hmm. it was one of the first like it's not one of the first plastic kits but it's one of the first multi-part plastic kits sure and they've shown that i mean they're definitely willing to <coughs> update some of the older plastic mm-hmm. stu- uh, kits um so i mean maybe if we, if we keep getting starter sets Right? Maybe we'll see it be updated. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we talk about time moving on. Right now, Scryer's in Ascension. Mm-hmm. The Carrion Kingdoms had Scryer as the main force. They've got the, the coolest, newest models with the Storm Fiends. Um, yeah, true. You know, and so I think, you know, in the story, they're in Ascension. Maybe at some point, Eshin will ascend and, and uh, we'll get some new stuff for them. That would be cool. Um, Any other units stuff that you guys want to talk about? With, in the lore, I guess it didn't really seem. Would it have been interesting to take each, the clan rats or the storm vermin and give them um, special rules if they were in a Molder clan or in a or in a Molder army or if they were in a Scryer army that would just vary them up a bit? 
It would have been cool. I would like to have seen that, yeah. Because it feels like all the clans are made up of clan rats, right? Or are made up of rats mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily verminous, yeah. right? And so having something that lets them be, I guess, maybe unique to those mm. could have been cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the I think the somebody said that the Doom Wheels are have have been changed um and and to be a little more effective on the table and i think they've been always been one of my favorite models to see mm-hmm. on the table um and i know uh friend of the show uh steve foot has been printing up his own kind of variations and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so i mean just this idea of this hamster wheel mm. like it's again i mean it's very poetic <laughs> <laughs> that the hamster wheel is this idea of a hamster running and running and running and not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the Skaven are just running, 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 running. And I mean, they're getting everywhere, but nowhere. Well, um, do, do you remember the little bit in the lore about how like in the Scryer workshops, they have a bunch of like slaves just running in a wheel to power yep. yeah. all their machines. That's great. Yeah, they, cool. they know their strengths. Yeah. Sure, sure. sure. Um, so there are a couple of uh, special characters in the book. I think we've talked about Screech Vermin King. He's this, mm-hmm. yeah. he's the named uh, Vermin Lord. Uh, we we mentioned Thankwell. Yeah. Um, he's he's this w- one of the newer models that existed um, from again from the end times. Mm-hmm. He's this this gracier that sort of an, uh, enigmatic. Um, no one really knows how he got here. Some things that the the um, horned rat punished him for some reason, and he was able to escape. Um, but he's he's now back in full force. I mean, I think they had to do something like that. They couldn't let that model like languish oh, with such you know, a great model. or let it go sort of unnamed. So uh, mm. it's it's sort of cool. Normally, I don't love when old world stuff shows up, but I'm warming up to the idea of having this guy uh, roll back up in the moral realms. It's um, a, and it's another of, fantastic yeah. model. Yeah, well, he also got a, a like basically an AOS redo by being in the end times. Mm. So his model fits in really well with the aesthetic and everything else that's going on now. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so uh, I guess it's worth mentioning, he's this gracier that's riding a giant rat ogre that's been modified. Um, and well, it's cool. It's it's like cool. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. So because his, his his bone ripper isn't, isn't the same bone ripper. Like every time he loses, <laughs> like if it dies or something like mm-hmm. that, he just ends up getting a new one and mm-hmm. just calls a bone ripper every time. So this particular one is super jacked up. Like it's bigger than a storm fiend. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that's... That's pretty neat. So I'll be interested to see if they're going to end up using him more, like in the storyline. I think they're sort of alluding to the fact that he's going to be this force, this uh, not only just in this book, but he, I won't spoil what, when or where. But there's a few other Black Library books that he actually ends up poking his his little rat snout. nose into. Yeah, snout. That's the word. Um, so I, I I'm getting the impression that he's it, this isn't just a one time thing. We're going to see more of Thankful. Well, and Thankful is a fun thing because it's the what's the, one of the few times that GW has made a nod to the real world. Because every time they make a new model, the old Bone Ripper dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they he's always had a Bone Ripper. But it started out with he was next to him. And he was like next to him, but he was bigger. And then he was on top. Like So the, the killing of the 12th was because the model was completely different. And they changed the way the model interacted with, the, with Bone Ripper. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a fun way to have them interact. So that was cool. Agreed. I'm talking about other, I guess, newer stuff. Um, uh, they did also get some new endless spells. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric, yeah. is there anything you want to talk about? Oh, that? man, those gnaw holes. Um, I mean, it's just really cool to see the gnaw holes, which feature so much as a unique aspect of this sure. army. Those, those being train pieces. And train pieces. Spells, yeah. uh, um, 
be able to be sorry yeah you were talking about this uh, but the knot holes are just to be able to see that on the table mm-hmm. that, and not to mention uh, that that actual model could be used in so many ways as terrain sure as that's cave, why i got them yeah. or a base <laughs> cave entrances or yeah as a base for you know you could have thinkwell or one of the vermin lords popping out of one of those you know stuff like that so they're just fantastic cool cool little kit is there any uh endless spells that you guys really liked um yeah, I mean, I like the, the bell. Um, I'm sure it has an official name, but let's just call it the bell for, um, in that they're continuing that bell motif. I'm glad that they didn't let that languish or they, they chose endless spells that are still sort of uh, respectful of the old. Or it's, I mean, even the, the screaming bell isn't that old, but, um, or, you know, harken back to those those motifs. And so that, that one's pretty cool. I don't know what it does on the table, but it seems neat. It's like a ability to turn anything into a screaming bell. When you buy that model, like you could just put that put on, on whatever, like, you, on want, whatever yeah. you want to convert it. Sure. Black coach with screaming bell. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think the bell's bigger than the coach. Uh, I, I heard Mag- Magma Droth screaming bell. <laughs> A fire slayer Skaven Verminous army. What? Archaeon um, screaming bell. I'm just going for the top. <laughs> I'm sure there's other one. There's the, there's the rat swarm, and then there's those. Um, and then just like the. The prisms that are kicking yeah. out lightning, yeah, those are also uh, pretty neat. Yeah, nice, uh, cool. So let's let's keep on moving on. Um, so I think we've answered a few of our listener questions. Um, there was one that I think we maybe skipped over that maybe Paul alluded to a little bit. In that, um, uh, from at Trim Hank, uh, he wanted to know how how do the realms affect the Skaven. So in the book, there's not a lot of um, realm specific information about the Skaven. I think Clansession. Uh, Oftentimes, maybe not always, we'll, we'll hail from uh, the realm of shadow. Um, but for the for the most part, the the skaven sort of permeate everywhere, um, yeah. and they sort of stick. I mean, not that they can't have you know pick up the characteristics of where they're from, um, but they tend to stick to their 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 through line in terms of what um, what you expect from uh, a skaven. Did you guys get anything different um, from realm specific skaven? Well, stuff? the realm stone of the scryer, right, is mm-hmm. a thing. Um, Going through the voids, right? That's definitely a thing that, like, they're not confined to a realm. Mm-hmm. They're in all the realms. Um, I think, I, th- I feel like there was one or two mentions of Skaven with a fire aspect or, or like, an actually aspect or, yeah. um, you know, the from the realm of life. But I would say, I would say they're, they're definitely overall, they're more likely to ruin wherever they're mm-hmm. at rather mm-hmm. than take on but there's no reason you couldn't like yeah i mean it seems completely plausible to have mm-hmm. you know flaming rats or sure. a, or a warp lightning cannon that shoots shyish energy or sure. you know something like that that is kind of an interesting point to me about this battle tome is that it's not really about interacting with the realms most of their battle tomes have been about it's in this place and it does this thing and it, like is a very strong character it's more about how the skaven have interacted with the history of the realms mm-hmm as opposed to with the realms themselves. Well, and furthermore, it's almost like their Skaven's personalities overwrite like anything that the realms have any like they're they're so they're so I'm going to say the personality is so powerful that it sort of um, yeah. trumps wherever they come from. That uh, the, the Skavenness of a Skaven is is more important than where they are. That's and furthermore, true. they just kind of want to destroy the place, and they don't care where they are because they're going to try and bring it down yeah. to ruin to like you know down to the studs, so to speak. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's true. I mean, again, it's that so so self centered. Yeah. That 
that they may not even know that like, oh, am I in a zero or actually yeah. they may not care. External factors really don't yeah. matter to them. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, cool. So uh, another uh, topic I wanted to bring up just real quick is, uh, so if, if someone wanted to find out more about Skaven, yeah. um, obviously there's a lot of lore in this book. We've talked to about quite a, quite a bit of it. However, there's a, a pretty... Uh, deep library of black library books out there are there any uh novels or short stories that grabbed you guys that would feature the skaven that you think would be worthwhile for a skaven fan to to check out yeah the the pestilence um there's a legends book that came out in the maybe the first year mm-hmm. um and it was uh um also the first time we saw seraphon in a story as well mm-hmm. um but has some uh clan pestilence uh, or is it called pestilence I can't remember what the Legends the, of Sigmar, Skaven Pestilence, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, just they're in, they're in Garan, I believe, and they're trying to, you know, corpse farming or something like that. Uh, they're with some some followers of, of uh, Nurgle, mm. and uh, the Seraphon come down and burn the holy heck out of them. <laughs> um, but it's a cool one. Sure. Sure. Uh, it's not a sequel to that, but I think one of the books that builds off of that, because I think in Skaven, do they spend some time in the Worm Cities? Did I make that up? Oh, gosh. I, who knows? Um, but uh, Sp- Spear Shadows is mm-hmm. also features some Skaven from a more antagonistic perspective, which is kind of where you would expect Skaven to be. Um, so there, there's some good point of view uh, perspectives from a, from the Skaven side of things in Spear Shadows. Plus, it's just a good book, and like it gives you other perspectives on some, at least when it came out from some pers- uh characters that you, you don't necessarily always get to see from now i guess we over time we've seen a lot more like free guild and other free people's um perspectives but at the time it was it was pretty new so that's pretty cool uh they appear in uh the search for galbaraz um mm-hmm. in shaman they work with uh, the zinch lord who's holding that um and there's uh, some times where they kind of ambush them near a dragon fate dais and all that kind of cool Ooh, stuff product placement yeah yeah Paul, did you get any cool Skaven books that you want? I mean, Carrion Empire, which is talked about, oh, is sure. kind of cool, but it's not a black library per se. Oh, no, no, that's it's still um, good. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I really liked them in Spear of Shadows. I thought it was a really cool way of talking about how the Skaven interact with the Age of Sigmar. Sure. Okay. I mean, I know we covered it, but I want to. I want to be like, oh yeah, and then there was this and there and blah blah blah. Like they came up with some cool stuff. Um, uh, from uh, maybe a newer perspective, some of the newer content that's come out recently. Um, they do show up, pop up, surprisingly in in Realm Slayer. Though I reckon when you're dealing with uh, Gotrick, of course he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna deal with some Skaven uh, for sure. And then uh, I'm just in the middle of Hamilcar, Champion of the Gods, right now. But there's some Skaven show up pretty early in that book as well. So. Uh, maybe check that out it's also really good so you guys should uh everyone should read it i've been advocating for these guys to read it too um (laughs) well pretty pretty tasty we also mentioned uh malign importance is in there a little bit but Mm -hmm. uh the the short stories that were written for malign importance i think there was a couple of stories oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean it was beauty that malign importance is there were so many stories that like Mm -hmm. everybody was basically talked about for a while so that's pretty cool uh neat i think that covers like the book do you guys have any Parting thoughts. What'd you think I of guess, it, like as a whole? What what separates? Uh, I guess what makes this army unique? What makes them uh, fun to <laughs> maybe fun to imagine on the table? Um, uh, one, I think uh, that they're they're anywhere. They're everywhere. They can be the antagonist. They're kind of the. Um, if I was thinking about it like a dungeon crawl, mm. 
they're going to be. Why would you think of it they're like gonna that? Be, they might be an easy first level kind of just, uh, and then, you know, you, you squash some some clan rats, and then you go up a little bit later, you find some vermin or some storm vermin. Like they they have a lot of levels to them up until like the giant, uh, thankful machination or uh, abomination. Sorry, we're using machination a lot in this episode because they've got them. They've got them in spades, machinations. <laughs> um, and so like the, there's just there's this sense of this uh, endless, um, uh, personalityless or like like you you you're supposed to kill some. Mm-hmm. Like even they want you to kill some. So. They can be the punching bag. Sure. So they're great punching bag. Really good punching bags, yeah. Uh, so I think that that's one aspect of them that are different than, I mean, yeah, they, everyone, all the other races can be foes, but these guys are just like endless. Mm. And so being able to just like churn them is is an aspect that's interesting. And do you guys have any other aspects that you feel set them apart from other races? Um, well, one of the things that I wished was a little bit more developed in the book um, is that they are this mortal race with a chaos god. Like, there's pretty much nothing talked about with the Horned Rat. <clears throat> and it's very characteristic of a Chaos God to not have that much said about the Chaos God. But it's not very characteristic for Age of Sigmar to have the God that determines everything not, like, walk the land with you. Mm. So we have the the distance of the Chaos God, but we don't have the Age of Sigmar, like, interaction as well. Like, it's basically like, oh, it's this distant thing but it determines everything that goes on in our life and we all know what's going on because everybody tells us constantly what's going on, right? Which is not the way that the other chaos gods work. I wish that there was a little bit more fleshed out of like how that worked, how that interaction happened. Like we know we have these vermin lords, but it's basically like everything is just like, oh, there's this guy. He's really cool. There's these vermin lords. They basically run everything. And then these guys think they run everything and then these guys think they run everything. But there's like there wasn't much integration of the Skaven into the Age of Sigmar itself. There's a lot of integration into the history and into the timeline, but I wanted more, um, like, just (coughs) interaction, differentiation, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even if they would have just been like, look, Pestilence is based in Giran, right? You know, like, Scryer is based in Shaman. Like, there were some obvious places that, things could have been placed that would have made it a little bit more interesting than they're all in one place sure. and everybody's all in one place yeah. and they're all over the place everywhere too but we're not going to talk about that mm. right like I, I missed that exploration of the realms that had kind of taken place even if it's just a little bit of it that had taken place in the other battle homes do, do we think that there's a possibility that while a lot of the pantheon the, the destruction with Gorkamork Nagash um, and even you know Sigmar and and the other good the gods, we we do see them walking around. They interact. They do things. Mm-hmm. What if there isn't a great horned rat? How dare you! Like what if what if it is in their head, and that they are just this? I mean they they they're rats, yes, and they're super smart and innovative, but they mm-hmm. almost feel like a, an anthill. Of just compulsion, mm. like that they and that they, uh, you know. And I know it's funny until it's like real life. <laughs> <laughs> they are us. He has <laughs> an anthill in his house. How dare you? <laughs> no, what I'm, I'm saying is no the Skaven are us, no, uh, compulsive <laughs> beings that uh, make up. Anyway, um, so I mean, I, it could be that they don't want to 
confirm that there's an actually a great horned rat. That, Which is fair. That yeah. kind of like the Carrion King, that it may just be their delusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like other chaos gods where they are an embodiment of, uh, you know, although, I mean, I think we get, well, so we get stories of them, right? Mm-hmm. We get stories of Korn swack, whacking, uh, what's his name, into across the all the realms. Um, yeah, but Korn like, gives this power to his followers, and the followers of Korn exhibit these abilities, right? And like the great horned rat, well, I believe in this, therefore I act this way. He doesn't give anything to anybody, right? He, he's not like the other chaos gods. Everything about him is not chaos god-like, except for the way that we learn about who he is. I mean, I would say, again, when you play with absolutes, <laughs> it's harder. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, does he just do it in a different way? If he does exist, yeah, the way he gives it is a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, he whispers. He 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 connives and, and stirs his storm or his shadow council. Yeah. And then they do the same. Like, they're not, they're not like Korn, where they might be a direct, here, you get this sword of chaos or this reality-splitting axe. Like, mm-hmm. um that is not the horn rat's way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's, there's some of that that's just, it's not that it maybe isn't, but mm-hmm. it's just in a different way than the other gods do. Um, but to have him actually, him or her, it actually, stories of the great horned rat actually being visible, would that make it unscaven-like? I think it would, yeah. I think that's his whole point is that he's he's behind the scenes and and getting layer upon layer upon like layer to three do... scenes deep. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> which I mean, it's such a great like, like to see that org chart is pretty pretty wild. Um, <laughs> I, I I agree. I think it would be uh, antithetical to uh, antithetical antithetical uh, to to, to Skavendom, right? Like, it, Skaven wouldn't be Skaven if that was the way he. Uh, Ran things, yeah. Because mm-hmm. even the the average clan rat is below the surface. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just come out. The one time they tried to come out into the realms and be like an out in the open kind of force, mm-hmm. uh, Sigmar destroyed a whole clan. Yep, uh, got hammered. And and so the even the lowliest clan rat does not come out and show themselves mm-hmm. uh, without you know, being backed up. And so then you got the shadow council who only the, only the, um, what are the, the war bringer ones are the ones that are going to show up on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. All the other ones are never, you're never going to see them. Right. Um, and so, and, and it's just part of that delusion. It's part of that messing with them. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want them to know if he's real or not real. So I guess that's, I, I see, hear what you're saying is that you'd love to. Do you want to see him do some more stuff? Well, not even just do some like like an explanation of what he does. Like there's there is no interaction between him and the rest of the battle tome. So you told a story about him locking the you know the his original shadow council mm-hmm. away. Yeah. He, well, that's what they that's what they said, right? If we were getting to the like. That said, well, this is what might have happened, right? And yep. yeah, so yep. Interesting, interesting things to think about for sure. Um, yeah. From my vantage point, the things that uh, I like about the Skaven that maybe they do differently or are unique to, to the Skaven is definitely their personality, mm-hmm. um, uh, just how they approach the world. Like we talk about their paranoia, but then also their delusions of, of grandeur. Um, I think that's pretty unique to them, um, and I think it's 
something that really makes this army stand out and it's very quintessentially Warhammer, which I think is, is pretty great. The, the, the larger than life personalities. Um, that's the beauty of this army is, you know, whether or not this is true when we talk about how Age of Sigmar was the idea that they wanted to really, um, hone in and, ma- and make these armies their own. Skaven, I think was an example of an army that they always had in their back pocket. They mm-hmm. mean GW that like was always uniquely and, and specifically a, a Warhammer army that like no mm-hmm. one's ever been able to duplicate. And I think this new iteration or, you know, the, the, the update to the Skaven that we see now, uh, really honors that and, and keeps that trend going that like mm-hmm. this, these Skaven and, and Age of Sigmar haven't lost anything. These are the, the same Skaven that you, uh, saw before yeah no holes are cool yeah i think I also no holes holes no holes are, no cool. are cool no i think you're right that they're kind of like this um comfort of you know like they there's some aspect where the skaven were the skaven they're always gonna be the skaven mm-hmm. and that element stuck and the, in the mortal realms they're amplified yeah and even when you give them all the realms it still feels claustrophobic mm-hmm Right, that even with all the realms that has no ends and always is creating more space and creating more stuff, you still feel watched. <laughs> they're still creeping in there, yeah. um, and that's that's a there's a there's a horror aspect to that. There's a annoying aspect to that. There's a um, dark comedy to that. Mm-hmm. They can play a lot of that. Agreed. All right, it's time for our reforging. But Sigmar willing, we'll be back soon. Like, subscribe, share, leave a review, anything you can do to spread the word of Sigmar further than we can do on our own. Chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter, at The Mortal Realms. Gentlemen, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Dos Asos. I'm on Twitter, at PJ Shard. And I'm on Twitter, at Stone Monk Gamer. You can listen to more of our episodes, the story phase, the campaign phase, the scrying phase, um, also What the Hex, uh, our Shadespire um, episode. Uh, podcast as well as tons of hobby content on themortalrealms.com peace out i mean i'll edit out the front so whenever you feel like it how much of the front do you want to edit out uh a medium amount so there are 12 and there are four major clans and ideally in a perfect world you would have three chiefs from each of the four clans and you would be in perfect balance with 12. Aren't there five? Nope. Do you not count Mulder? No, I don't count the master clan. Do you not count Eshin? I do count Eshin. I count Mulder. I count Eshin. I count Scryer. I count Pestilence. Oh, so what did Verminus do to you to make you so mad at him?